Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. This is Fred Vogel from Toe Tag, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. Everybody, and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I am one half of your interdimensional gore demons, John. I'm your other half, Matt. And we are back after what didn't we think was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> but a stressful day. It's been uh, a stressful weekend, really. A fucking terrible week. Yeah. Uh, the prep's been fun, though. Yeah, prep was for the first yeah. time in a while actually good. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, was... recording the episodes have been fun, but like... The movies have been hard to get in, and mm-hmm. then it was shit porn, and then it was shit. <laughs> Literal shit. I'd rather do, I'd rather the rest of the podcast be that than fucking the shittiest movies. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh my god. But, uh, yeah. Awful. Awful. Absolutely awful. That was the worst episode we've ever done. Yeah, I hated every second of it. <laughs> I don't ever want to do it again. I thought, again, it, it was my idea. It was. It was supposed to be fucking fun. You fucked up. <laughs> It was supposed to be fucking fun. Everybody's fucking sick. Everyone's sick. (laughs) Am I making you laugh? Is this fun to you? (laughs) Is this fun? (laughs) Um, But yeah. Cat gave us a heart attack. Yeah, Cat went missing on us. That nearly delayed the episode permanently. (laughs) Permanently. (laughs) Uh, She she was found. But we're here. Yeah. And we're ready to rock and roll and talk about some uh, fantastic gore films by Brian Pollan and Morbid Vision Films. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kill yourself. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Filthy Frank. But I guess we probably should go ahead and get into listener questions, because we've got a ton. <laughs> I mean, we got... I'm uh, not even sure, but a lot. <laughs> last time I saw was like 14. But that's the last time I saw, so... What the hell's on my leg? I don't know, bro. There's like some shit on my leg, dude. That's not good. Well, yeah, we'll be alright. <laughs> um, <laughs> got some sticky shit on your leg. <laughs> yeah, dude. What'd you fall in? I don't know, bro. <laughs> bro, don't I, look at me like this. Man. What are you doing? Is it that bad? Huh? Is it that bad? No. Well, I see it. It's like all the hairs are bunched up together on your leg. <laughs> it's I, bad. I'll scratch it for you. It'll be alright. 
Scratch it for me? <laughs> no, free. Oh. For me. I would say, what? Matt, scratch my ass. Scratch my ass. <laughs> Touch my cheeks. No, I thought, yeah, I thought you said you were going to scratch your own ass for me. I was like, what? <laughs> Acknowledge the cheeks. Oh, no. The tribal cheeks. The tribal cheeks. Anyways, we better get into these listener yes. questions, which we appreciate everybody. And if you all want to join them, questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com or wait for the week of the episode, which we are a bi-weekly podcast, so we'll be back yes. in two weeks. And we'll post a lovely <laughs> new hopefully. Well, a lovely new image that Matt has made. That totally isn't another image that I just put together, but <laughs> that you've copied multiple times. Well, you know. It works. If it, if it ain't broken. If it ain't broken, <laughs> they'll fix it. That'll say, we are taking questions, and you can ask in the comments below. What are you looking at? I see a cat. Meow. See the damn heathen. <laughs> so first up, we have Brady Hansen 7 who says, Hello, fellers. I was just wondering what your favorite Harmony Korine movies is and where the beach bum ranks on the list. I still haven't seen that one. Thanks again for all the entertainment. P.S. I still think you should create an option for donations. Uh, I haven't seen the Beach Bum. I haven't seen the Beach Bum either. I own it, but I have not got around to watching it. It's one. Of, it's one of his. It's one of his movies that I'm like I'm a bit worried about this. One. <laughs> but, uh, man, I don't even know how to rank the movies I've seen by him. My favorite is probably still Gummo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's probably Gummo. I, I go back and forth between it and Julian Donkey Boy. Julian Donkey Boy is very good as well. I love Trash Humpers. It's something. <laughs> I love Spring Breakers. I thought it was great as well. I have not seen Spring Breakers. I actually recommend it highly. Uh, but I have not watched Beach Bum yet. Hmm. And we definitely want to... We're probably going to do Harmony Curing again eventually. Yeah. So that may be uh, when we do for the episode. That'd be cool. Yeah. We'll and also thank it. you for uh, suggesting the donation thing. You know. We just don't know how to go about anything like that yeah. really. Yeah. Again, I think I would rather sell somebody something yeah, than just have them solely donate. But we appreciate the sentiment. I feel like, I, I know it's not because, I mean, it's being suggested to us for us to do that. But in my mind, like it feels like we'd be e-begging. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if people want to, that's a different Well, thing. yeah, but at the same time, like if you had that link out there, people were immediately going to assume you're e-begging. Meh. I Is there like, anything wrong with that, though? I mean, I don't think so, personally, but a lot of people have a uh, grudge against it. Mm, as long as you're good people, that's all that matters. Yeah, but the, <laughs> ah, you know I'm not gonna be negative. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Next up, we have scum vomit. <laughs> oh, that's a name right there. Hey, dudes, just found your podcast about a week ago, and I've been listening to it nonstop. Helps me get through shitty work days, and it's always cool to hear different takes on underground films. With that being said, I was wondering if you guys have heard of or have watched Charlotte's Net Uh-oh. yet, and if so, how do you feel about the movies? The movie and its use of actual gore clips throughout the film. And do you think that crosses a quote-unquote line, so to speak, and could the same be said about music as what Fluids does with their samples, even though that shit is hard as fuck? (laughs) Really appreciate the podcast, dudes, and hope you guys have a good one. I remember a couple of weeks ago uh, on the show, it was probably before the new year came around, Mm -hmm. I did bring up Charlotte's Net. Yeah, I remember talking about Charlotte's Net. It is, like, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Like, also do wonder, like, the legality, like, even copyright-wise of using those clips. Are gore clips copyrighted? The Nick Berg one, where he's decapitated by, uh, um... ISIS? It's not ISIS, it was, uh, I think it was Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda. That one is copyright. If you try to use it in something, 
Or uh, it's like, again, I know me and you've talked about this guy before. And we're kind of iffy on him. But Plague Moth. Plague Moth, yeah. His video got copyright striked for using it. That's wild Justin shit. Justin Wang talked about it in his uh, video about um, Chech Clear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Chech Clear may also be one of those videos. How do you copyright a gore clip? Don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't know how I feel about it because I feel like no matter how you go around it, you're going to end up being hypocritical. Yeah. Because, you know, my first thought is like, well, it's all about, like, how they're doing it. What's the point behind doing it? Is it just for shock or is there a message with it? But then I'm thinking, like, well, but I kind of like fluids, and fluids is 100% solely for the shock. Yeah, and, like, all their lyrics by what I've read, I'm not, I'm not saying I've read it, you know, i am not read all their lyrics. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that deep in there yeah. yet. But, like, you can tell by, like, the titles of the songs, it's all about, like, how humanity's, like, the worst. Yeah. So it's all it's definitely like shock value and for stuff sure. Like that. So it's like it's hard to like damn one and praise the other. Yeah. I I do wonder like for both like what is the like because the again, copyright is on some of these clips. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I don't never even thought about the legality of using <laughs> gore clips. It, some of them are copyright. Hmm. Weird. Or copyrighted or trademarked or whatever. Ultimately, without seeing Charlotte's Net, it's hard to like gauge. I saw the trailer for Charlotte's Net because I think they liked one of our posts or something like that. Hey, yo, send us to the review. <laughs> <laughs> it was either that or it was my personal page. They, like, followed me or something. I don't mm. remember. And I was, like, looking through their posts, and I was like, this is weird. And then I found the trailer for the movie and being like, oh, my God. <laughs> isn't, like, isn't there, like, a crush clip in it or yes. something? Woo! That's rough. It's the crushing of like a chihuahua dog damn damn that's that's gnarly yeah uh that's the one that's the only like thing that this doesn't sound bad it doesn't sound horrible this is gonna sound horrible <laughs> but it's like the the clips of like humans don't bother as much as the little dog yeah i don't know why but <laughs> i don't know i guess because i don't like people <sighs> i like our people yeah hello 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 clarys um the hell are you doing, cat? She don't know, but uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to do more research on Charlotte's Net to really gauge how I feel about it. Uh, I can probably send you the link to like the trailer and stuff. Yeah, because I'm not even seeing the trailer. I know, like, it got some publicity in the underground a little bit, mm-hmm. and like Toxic Filth Video is the ones who the guys who put it out, and it already it sold out immediately. Are they going to do another pressing of it? Or is yeah, it, okay, cool. Eventually, that's We're, cool. Originally, it was supposed to be limited, but it sold out like nothing. Yeah. Which is crazy. It is crazy. It's definitely garnered a, uh, a reputation already, and a uh, it struck a nerve. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw that, I was I was mad about it. Really? Yeah, the dog clip in particular, I was like, uh, why are you putting that in your movie? Is it in the trailer? Like, yes. Like, you see it 100%? Or... I don't know how it's still up on Instagram, but yes. Mm. I know, like, I kept up with it, though. Yeah. And I did, like reassess myself and be like well I mean if all these other things are going to use this in this subject matter why can't they use that yeah for sure like I said like I don't even know the context as to why they're using the gore clips well it, I'd have to show you like the trailer and shit but I don't, I don't know, know I don't even know the plot of the movie you know <laughs> uh, essentially it's about a, I don't know we, we don't need to get long winded because you know we don't need a five hour episode <laughs> out but 
essentially it's about a guy who becomes obsessed with gore clips online and keeps digging and digging and until deeper and deeper. Yeah, until like sh- shit hits the fan, I guess. Mm. That's what I got from the trailer anyway. I can't tell you everything. Right. I know they've sent the movie in for multiple film festivals and they've gotten denied for illegal content. Mm-hmm. Because of, illegal content? Yes. Because yeah. of well, that's what one of them one of the uh festivals deemed it. Wow. I guess because of the crush fetish clip. Mm. Probably. That's the one thing I think as much as it is like, oh, this is like a, a hardcore thing to put in your movie, I think it could potentially hinder its success. Uh, possibly, but not doesn't seem to have, though. No. <laughs> uh, if anything, it seems to have helped. <laughs> but I think for it to get like... not, not I know the underground's not mainstream or anything like that. I mean, it, I mean it's fucking mainstream. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, I don't know, for it to be put out by people... Like toxic filth video, they they put it out, but for it to hit get like one of these like bigger independent labels to pick it up, it had to be heavily censored. If that's what they're looking for, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean like the small little companies picked it up and it's already sold out. Yeah, I mean that's saying something, right? Oh yeah. So. I mean, I don't know how they got all of that attention so quick. I guess because it's just the fact of the matter that they did use uh, some. Mm-hmm pretty rough stuff like i think it has the uh, was it the guerrero fling in it too mm-hmm. which is a really rough video i i don't know um i am interested in seeing it and i went to actually buy it from toxic filth but it was sold out at the time so i don't know if it's back in or not i uh, keep an eye on that if uh if it sounds interesting for sure, for sure. And uh, thank you, Scum Vomit, for the question. Yes. Sorry for the long, super long-winded answer, but... <laughs> we were talking about it, so... Yeah. Next up is Human Years. Uh, Human Years asks, Hey, fellas. Long time no ask, no nothing. <laughs> so I've recently decided to deep dive into new French extremity, and I'm in love. I only, I only knew a few titles, Martyrs, I Stand Alone, High Tension, etc., but now I'm hooked, and I want it all. Got any good recommendations of any overlooked gems? Cheers as always, Andy. Baze Moy. Baze Moy is a good one. Great movie. If you haven't seen Irreversible. Irreversible is another one. Uh, Calvair. I have not seen Calvair. Calvair is a crazy fucking movie. <laughs> Technically a Christmas movie too. Really? Yeah, it takes place on Christmas. Uh, did he say Inside? Uh, no. Inside's a really good one. Mm-hmm. It might might be my personal favorite. As far uh, as overlooked ones, uh, Mar- Martyrs. Mm, probably uh, Calvair. It never gets talked about mm-hmm. uh, with the big ones. No. Now that in Bay's Moy as well. Yeah, Bay's Moy's not really talked about as much as the others. There's them, but them is not quite as extreme yeah. as the other ones. But it's I, still a really good horror movie. I know the director behind Martyrs did some other work too. Yeah, uh, Livid. Yeah, Livid's very good. Um, also, there's also one like it's a movie called Ghostland. Ghostland, Incident in a Ghostland. Mm, I think it's just called Ghostland. Okay, it might be Incident in a Ghostland. I'm not sure. Is that the Nicolas Cage movie? See, I'm no. no, 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 no. Hmm. That, that's the that's uh, I think is that Incident in a Ghostland. Uh, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> it's late. I'm getting confused, man. I'm, I'm stupid. Okay, my tiny little southern brain ain't been able to <laughs> process all this shit. All this shit. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, another French uh, that came out in the same time that I recommend. That's not really extreme, per se, but yeah. it does star the guy who from High Tension and I Stand Alone. Yeah. Uh, the Pack. I've heard of The Pack, yeah. It's a really cool monster flick from France as well that I highly recommend. 
uh, there's also like I've there's one I haven't seen. Um, Hallelujah, huh? Hallelujah, is that part of the French Extreme? Yeah, movement. Okay, well I guess it, I guess it didn't end, did it? No, I mean there's still titles coming out. Okay, see, well I was trying to like do that from that time period, but well in that sense there's there's a few more out there too. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's the what was it? Oh, what's the name of that damn movie? Which one? It's the one, it's the girl who like self-harms and shit. Self-harms and shit? Yeah. She was like, becomes obsessed with it. I don't remember. Was it Under the Skin, something like that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, what's the one movie you have, too? The Skin I Live In? Yeah. Is yeah. that French? I don't know if that's French or not. Hmm. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I have not seen, I haven't seen some of these, so. This is just the ones I know about that are in. The French extremity, like, uh, realm. Yeah, for sure. But uh, those are a few shout-outs for you. Yes. Check them out. I like the French extreme as wave, wave as well. Yeah, I think the French extreme wave is actually uh, one of the better extreme movements. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Human Years, for the question. Oh, there is one more. Um, yes. Frontiers. Frontiers. You like that one way more than I did, though. Yeah. Which I need to rewatch it. It's been a, it's been a minute. Next up, the People's Mikey. The People's Mikey. Mikey. What are you looking at? Oh. Hello. <laughs> the People's Mikey says, Howdy, my dudes. Hope you guys are having a good week. Could be better. <laughs> Could be better. Thank so, you, though. in a barbed wire cage match, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> who would win in a fight between David Hess and... Oh, who the fuck am I kidding? Anyone with the balls to take the, take on Hess will get the fucking throat ripped out. <laughs> yeah, them, oh, hell yeah. He'll tell them to kill themselves. Yeah. <laughs> he'll stomp their dicks in. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> he'll put them on the stack of dimes they call pubes. <laughs> but here's another question. A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to Synapse Films podcast, and Synapse co-owner Jerry Chandler was talking about how current movies don't sell that well as the classic 70s and 80s horror. Hmm. I like to think back in the late 2000s slash early 2010s, new indie horror films were doing well, but now it seems that most people watch indie horror on VOD or streaming services. What can video distributors do to get people to buy current indie horror in physical format? Can't wait for the Morbid Visions episodes. Brian Pollen seems like a really cool dude. Always saw him hanging out at the old Toe Tag Pictures message board. And before I let you go, any predictions on the Royal Rumble? You guys take care. <laughs> Cheers. Sorry, guys. We actually know who won because we recorded this very late. <laughs> yeah. Also, I just now realized they did it, they did the Royal Rumble on Saturday. Saturday. Weird. Very strange. Um, which I don't I don't think we should spoil who won because it's very fresh. It's very fresh. Uh. But I have to say that a lot of the hardcore wrestling fans out there, to all the hardcore wrestling fans out there, you probably ain't gonna like it. I think it was pretty predictable, to be honest with you, in a way. Yeah. Like, I kind of saw it coming. Stupidly predictable? Yeah. That's the problem with that company. Yeah, for point. sure. But anyway, back to the question about, like, indie. How can you get people to buy modern indie horror on physical format? My suggestion would be, um, well, there's also... For it to be the only way you can see it. Yeah, but a lot of people ain't going to do that because VOD is such a... Uh, big market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say to have it be like, have limited editions of things. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. That's why I was thinking, it's just cool editions of films. Yeah. Like, 
nice boxes, good slip covers, good cover art, cool editions in general, like, you know, all kinds of nice, cool, yeah. like, did you see the new Lamb edition from A24? Yes. It looked really cool. It did. I'm not seeing the movie, but I'm interested in buying it just because I thought the edition looked good. The A24 box of movies that they've announced recently? Yeah. It, it's very minimalistic, but it looks really cool. Yeah. That's so. the way you got to do it, because, like, you got to appeal to the collector's market. Yes. People in the mainstream aren't buying physical media in general. Yeah. It's a lot easier to just import, or not import, but uh, stream everything, or to torrent everything, you know? Where the collectors are the ones who are buying it. Yeah. So, like, you got to appeal to us. you got to appeal to that market and to uh, get their attention. And the way to do that is just put out a good edition of it, you know? Another thing, too, is, like, decent prices don't help either. I mean, I mean, decent prices help, too. They do, but at the same time, I feel like people are willing to pay more if the edition is worth it. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I'm thinking about, like, you know, Jonathan Doe's evidence boxes. Yes. You know, those are really cool. Or, um, um, like you said, limited edition things are very cool. Honestly, like, for, like, independent filmmakers who are want, who are wanting to uh, sell their movies on physical copies, a good way of going about that is looking at what big distributors are doing. For sure. Because, like, I think about, like, I picked up the Psycho Goreman quote-unquote special edition yes. <laughs> out of Canada just because I was like, oh, the movie's good, and I want a really good special edition of it. But you also streamed it first, too. I did stream it, sir, first. Yeah. So, like, it, the question is, like, can you appeal to a non-collector market? Maybe not, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the ones buying DVDs and Blu-rays now are just the collectors. Yeah. And people who are like, this is the only way I can get this. And it's going to be tough as a modern indie film or indie horror or yeah. whatever to break through because the collector's market is largely a vintage market. Yeah. You know, 70s, 80s, 60s. Yeah. Um, 90s in particular, you know. Oh, yeah. But, like, even going back to Charlotte's Net for a second, like, those guys, I mean, you can't stream that movie. Not right now, anyway. No. It's like for the... for. The last couple of years, you couldn't stream Final Interview. For sure. And you had to buy it. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the Final Interview edition, like, I don't know about Charles Nets edition. I don't know. It may just be a DVD for all I know. I have no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I literally don't know. I know nothing about that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just know it exists and that it has gore in it. <laughs> I thought the cover and the cover was, looked really cool. Yeah. It was like a computer monitor, like, like webbed into, like, trees and stuff. That's cool. I was like, that's a cool cover. Uh, anyway, um... Look at what, like, companies like Grindhouse are doing with these older titles. Yeah. And, like, what Fred Vogel did with the final interview. Like, all that shit being packed into there is so cool. I mean, that's the thing. I was like, it's always going to be hard because, like, you look at Vinegar Syndrome, right? Yes. They recently announced that, like, was it not VSA? It's another one of their labels that's, like, more contemporary films. Yeah. And I would be curious to see how those editions are selling compared to their uh, regular yeah. old school horror and exploitation editions. Oh yeah, I mean, it's pro- the old stuff is probably the stuff that's selling better mm. for sure. It's just hard because even then, like they got good editions of things and cool editions of things. I mean, it's even like uh, the book market now too. Yeah, like I, over the last uh, couple of years, I found some pretty wild shit just out in the open for mm. really cheap. But at the same time, there's always those one things that you you can't really find. Yeah, and. Another thing, too, is everything's going digital. Yeah. Creating a buzz. Yeah. Building awareness. Creating a market and a desire uh, is, is important as well. Also, building bridges to other well-known people helps as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that companies can do to push the more contemporary titles 
And hopefully, you know, if the movies are good, word of mouth will get it out there. Like, oh yeah, you know, we watch Severin Seller a lot. Yeah, Bag Boy Lover Boy is always a movie that people put on their list. It's awesome because it's a great fucking movie, and hopefully, that's moving copies of Bag Boy Lover oh, Boy. Yeah, but I do feel like the older titles are definitely what's get oh or yeah, what's going to yeah. forever. I guarantee they sold way more folk horror box sets than they did <laughs> Bad Boy Lover Boy. Well, I mean, that's even like horrible reviews. You can tell like the older. Like disturbing movies videos get more watch time because mm-hmm. it's all the older stuff. Oh, when yeah. he talks about some of the newer stuff. People kind of the view count goes down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it always out. gonna be that way. Oh yeah, people like the older stuff. It interests them more. I, I don't, you know, even like older stuff that they've never even heard of. For sure. Which is, it's weird, but at the same time, um, I don't know. It's <sighs> appealing to a collector's market. I feel like is the way to go with it. That. Is and even then, it's gonna be hard. Yeah, because not everyone's going to be like, I have to have that. Because like I said, a lot of times, like, and even for me in particular, you know, the collector market is a market of vintage materials. Yeah. You know, I don't buy a ton of new movies, I'll be honest, you know. No, I I mean, what's the last new movie I bought? <sighs> Sam Hell stuff? Probably Sam Hell stuff, yeah. To the Degenerates. Yeah. I mean, that's about it, really. There is stuff that interests me, oh, that I thought I would be interested in, like Censor, I hear good things about. Is that a new movie? Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it's a new movie. Or uh, what was that one they just recently put out? It looked really cool. I can't think of it. 61st. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The Scary of 61st. Yeah, that yeah. movie looks really cool, too. I like the to check it out. intriguing. Yeah. And, of course, even though I know it's not a new movie, but they completed it. Yeah. New York Ninja. Oh, yeah. I, again, I'm sure Massacre Video probably would feel the same. It probably talks about the same shit. Yeah, for sure. Like, stuff like TFW, No GF probably doesn't sell as well as, like, I don't know. The Fiend. The Fiend or uh, the te- the Chester Turner set. Yeah, for sure. And it's because those movies just have a more of a reputation. Yeah. You know, the newer movies take time to build a reputation. Because like, I think yeah. if a company right now put out a special edition of Hobo with a Shotgun, it'd probably sell really well. Oh, yeah. Because at this point, Hobo with a Shotgun kind of is an old movie. <laughs> it's weird to say, but it is. <laughs> it's only, you know, it's 10 years old. But again, I do think, like, as much as my heart hurts to he- like to even say it, I do feel like the future is digital. For modern contemporary titles, for sure. Yeah. I agree with that. I I mean, I'll continue to collect stuff. And I probably should I probably should just buy more modern titles. Yeah, me too. I'm terrible with watching new movies, to be honest with you. I'm terrible with watching that, movies in general. It's not that they don't appeal to me. It's just that like there's so many old titles that I've never heard of that I've always wanted to see. Oh, yeah. That, like, that gets my interest first, and then newer movies are second, you know? There are movies regarded as, like... You know the greatest of all time I've never seen. Exactly. So I, I feel like I feel like I had the need to watch those first and then go back. Yeah, same. So thank you, people's Mikey. Sorry yeah. that we didn't get our picks in in time. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you, I don't even know if I had really a pick because I've not been watching enough to really no. like gauge. The WWE is so fucking bad. But when I saw who won, I was like, oh no, no, that makes all this in this world that they would do that. <laughs> I mean, it was not a shocker, but it was like, hmm. why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? For both. For both Rumbles. Yeah. Especially the men's. I, I did hear that one Rumble was uh, way more interesting than the other one. I imagine it but was. Anyway. Next up is Gabe Rodriguez 9. Gabe asks, do you guys have any specific phobias or fears? Huh. Seen any movies that touch on those fears? Mine is the, oh my god, the Lassophobia. The ocean is scary as fuck. Oh. I agree with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, Open water is a good one for that as well. <laughs> Cyclone. Cyclone's a really good one for um, that as well. 
Honestly, I know this isn't a movie. You good? Uh, yeah, I just burped really weird. I thought you were about to straight trash on air. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Gotta find a new host. <laughs> 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 um, but, uh, oh fuck, I lost my train of thought. You said it wasn't a movie, but... Okay, uh, the last podcast episode on the uh, USS Indianapolis oh, yeah, is fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah, gnarly as shit, dude. It's a, that's a nightmare. It really is. For me, uh, my big fear is I'm arachnophobic. Yeah, me uh, too. Spiders scare the shit out of me. Don't like spiders. And uh, arachnophobia, of course. Yes. Uh, fun story, I went and seen Eight-Legged Freaks in the theater. Why the fuck would you do that? I don't know. I asked my dad to take me. Dad said he would take me. We went, and I sat down, and I was like, here we go. We're going to watch Eight-Legged Freaks. And I was like, "I'm shit, I'm scared of spiders. <laughs> And that was a nightmare situation for me. Well, I remember we were watching Arachnophobia around October of 2020, the year of our deaths. The year of our Lord. The the year the year of our Lord COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like at this fucking point. Anyway, um, and we were, we were sitting there watching Arachnophobia, and I remember me and you both had our fucking feet up, <laughs> just waiting for a spider to show up. I'm also immensely, like, I wouldn't say I'm agoraphobic, but I'm a massive hypochondriac. Hmm. So, body horror works for me well. Yes, me too. <laughs> it fucks me up. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you would describe this. I'm not the biggest fan of, like, long corridors either. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, like, just, like, dark, empty spaces where anything can fucking be. You have the fear of the dark. Fear of the dark. <laughs> I am the man who... <laughs> I Look, I, I'll be honest, I don't like I don't like being out in the dark. I dark dark bother me. I don't, I don't like it. You don't like it? No. It makes, makes me uncomfortable. Bleh. I don't like it. Bleh. You don't like bugs either. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I don't like bugs at all. <laughs> I'm not just a I'm not just arachnophobia. What do you call like a a bugophobia? Yeah, what do you what's that? <laughs> a bugaboo. Yeah, <laughs> I just shit in that pig in a basket. <laughs> I remember you were fucking around the other night. You were, you were like, yeah, I bet Yogi Bear's an anti-Semite. <laughs> you remember I was, that? I was tired. No, no. Yeah, I laughed so damn hard. I mean, that. just listen to the way he talks and where you, what time period he's from. You know you know he was racist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Yogi Bear. Yogi Bear's a racist fuck. Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't like bugs at all. Yeah, you hate bugs. Halloween 3, the scene with the uh, mask <laughs> melting. <laughs> makes me sick to my stomach. Literally. <laughs> I remember we were watching it uh, around Halloween this, this year. Yeah. And I remember when that scene happened, I was like, oh no. Here we I'm go. Gonna, here we go. Time, time to almost gag because I don't like <laughs> bugs. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, Squirmfest was a hell of a time. Squirmfest, baby. Yeah, yeah baby. Uh, uh, speaking of Squirmfest... Oh, no. Next up is Putrid Productions. Hey. <laughs> thank you, Gabe Rodriguez, for the question, Oh, by the thank way. you. Uh, Putrid Productions asks, What are your guys' thoughts on the different styles of moshing? <laughs> do you prefer circle pits, push pits, or hardcore dancing? What do you guys think of stage diving, walls of death, and crowd killing? I do not like crowd killing. No, crowd killing sucks. Uh, we got crowd killed one time. We were... Uh, it was a uh, dying... No, no, no. Was it dying fetus? Maybe. Maybe. I think it was. And we were close to the stage during Enterprise Earth oh, set. Oh, shit. And that fucker crowd killed the shit out of everyone. <laughs> Everybody. He was going the wrong way in the circle pit and everything. It pissed me off. He was a real dick. 
to the point where we moved. Yeah. We were like, fuck this. I'm a traditionalist. Like, I don't mosh myself because I'm an old man. <laughs> an old broken man. Uh, how old are you, John? I'm 32. Oh, that's so old. But I got the body of a 90-year-old. <laughs> that's because work kills you, okay? <laughs> one good hit and it's done. <laughs> I said the other day at work, I was like, I'm one fall away from the grave. Any day now, the work, I could trip over something, hit the ground, and you're just going to put me in the dirt. That's it. It's done. I'm dead. At this point, I feel so fucking fat, I'm one meal from the grave. <laughs> you're waiting for the one that blows the heart up? Yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, one that just... Is that too much sodium? <laughs> is that too much sodium? Here it comes. Like, I made the mistake the other day of... Hey, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I made, I made the mistake of drinking a cup of coffee, and then a monster? Hell yeah. My heart was like. <laughs> I was just sitting at the computer, like, I want to fucking croak. <laughs> I got a random chest pain one time and just been like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> this is the one. Like, I'll be sitting in the car talking and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Anyways. Uh, sorry. Moshing. <laughs> I'm a traditionalist. I like, you know, your circle pits. You know, walls of death are cool. Uh, pushing around, hardcore. You is, know. I'm, I'm fine with, like, like the spin kick type stuff, as long as you're not wearing like steel toed shoes and shit. I don't like it because like there's no interaction. No, you know what I mean. It's like you just like standing in the line and just spin. Well, I remember uh, you, you were talking about like crowd killing and shit, right? Mm-hmm. There was a guy I used to work with at uh, a haunted house in our area, and he came to he came to work and he was like fucking he was fucked up, <laughs> and he we were like what what happened? He was like. I got fucked up at the show the other night. He pulled his shirt up, and he had a boot imprint in his fucking See, chest. See, that's, like, that's too much, man. Yeah, I'm like, why? The, you know, you see the ones where it's like the outside of the pit, and they just come swinging to the outside of the pit. Yeah. It's like, nah, man, if you're going to do the spin shit, keep it in the middle. I'll tell you what my favorite type of mosh pit is. It's that <laughs> They clip the guy who comes in with the fucking mattress. He just fucking <laughs> takes everyone out. I like the guy that's laying in the pit. <laughs> yeah. He just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just also the uh, was it I'm on Amarth when they were fucking doing the the robot yeah the rowboat <laughs> that was great you know I, I think pits are cool yeah you know if you want to get crazy in there get crazy in there ultimately you know what I mean like yeah it's up to the person and what kind of music you're into and what kind of shit you're into but for me personally I just have never been a fan of the spin kicks and the karate in the pit and all that shit yeah well it's like I. I'm a fan of, like, the core scenes and stuff like that. Like, you know, your hardcores, your, uh, even, like, like metalcore and deathcore type stuff. Like, I, I do like that kind of music, but I do think the moshing is a bit much at times. Yeah. Especially, like, so, like bands like Jesus Peace. They <laughs> fuck each other up. And I'm like, there's no point in this. You're just killing yourself for no reason. And fucking, as far as, like, stage diving goes, I'm cool with stage diving. You just gotta be careful. Make sure people are ready to catch you. Yeah. And also, don't wear steel-toed boots, you fucking dicks. We had a friend that got clobbered oh, during a fucking crowd surfing session. Because of a fucking boot. Kicked him out in the back of the fucking head. No, slammed his mouth to the guardrail. <laughs> it, was, it was a fucking guar, man. That was a crazy fucking show. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It was awesome. But uh, thank you, Future Productions. Heal uh, up. Yeah. Uh, I've been there. Yeah. Shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. Hang in there. You got it. Next up is Salem underscore 1349. What are your opinions on the movie Necromania by Ed Wood? Hope you guys are having a lovely week. It's been a rough one. <laughs> Stay weird. 
I'm, I have not seen I Necromania. Either. Yeah, I feel bad. Uh, Ed Wood's just not a director that I've deep dived into very much. I've seen Plan 9. I've seen Glenn or Glinda. And that's, you know, that's the extent I've seen the popular stuff. I've only seen Plan 9. I'm terrible. Like, we do a film podcast, but I'm awful with watching movies. <laughs> like, bro, like sometimes I'll, I get a random hair up my ass, and I'm just like, I just fucking marathon a bunch of shit. Yeah. And then there's days, I there's like days go by and I don't watch shit. Because I know he's done like some crazy shit like Necromania and Orgy of the Dead and things yeah. like that, you know, that I would like to check out. And he has something to put out by uh, Agfa He's as got well. a few put out by Agfa. Does he? Yeah. I don't, I don't, one of them I don't think is in print anymore. Is it not? I don't think so. Well, goddamn. <laughs> well... But we apologize for being terrible on that one. Say yeah. a little. Uh, we'll check it out, though, for sure. Yes. You know, maybe we should do an episode on like the deep dive of Ed Wood. That'd be interesting. The crazy shit of Ed Wood. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, Plan On's a bit uh, mainstream at this point. I'd say. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, ain't there a remake of it? Uh, it's not a. I know that there's the Ed Wood movie. Which... I think there's a remake of Plan On from Outer Space. How? And the AVGN is in it. What? Yeah. The fuck? I just never heard of this. I know. I've never heard of this. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Boo boo. I've never heard of this shit. No boo boo. Do you bears anti Semite? <laughs> so thank you, Salem thirteen forty nine. We apologize for not having seen it. Yes. But stay awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Gut Pile thirteen eight or one thirty eight. I guess I should say because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a misfit reference. <laughs> John. Yeah. You dropped the ball, my friend. I did. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's one it's one thirty eight. I know we, we are one thirty eight. I know what I'm doing. I know yeah. what I'm doing. What are your most anticipating what what are you most anticipating indie horror films getting released in twenty twenty two? Also, what are the most anticipated mainstream horror releases of twenty twenty two? Uh when it comes to independent stuff like I mean honestly, I like to see what what you do next. A gut pile. Oh yeah, Brandon Terry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were looking at me when you said I was like, I ain't doing shit. No, no, not you. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Terry. Yes, The Deviant is a great movie. If no yes. one's ever checked it out. It's we highly recommend it. I think we've praised it a lot. It's pretty fucked up, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the Degenerates. That's how you do found footage. Yeah. Um. Anything by Jonathan Doe? Yeah, I look forward to. Uh, for me, American Guinea Pig. Yes, Sam Hell as well. Sam Hell. Yeah. I always throw him in the conversation. Um, um, what else is coming out indie horror that I'm looking forward to? For a while, Dustin Mills, but he hasn't released anything in a while. No, not really. For me, the big one is the American Guinea Pigs. So I'd like, yeah. I want to see, because they got some quality talent working on them. Oh, yeah. I really want to see what they're going to be like. The images that we've seen, the press images, have been crazy. And, and of course, um, oh, come on, Brian, don't do this. <laughs> we've, we've, we've talked to him. We've talked to him? Very vocal. No, Stephen Byro. No, not not for the show. We've I'm pretty sure we've talked to him like outside of the, outside of doing just doing the show. We he did Freak. Lucky Serretti. Yeah. Oh yeah. My fucking brain. His new work. film as well was it Uncle yeah. Schizo. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think. I My brain is not working tonight. You're having troubles. I see this. You're struggling. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> My brain's rotting. <laughs> I'm about to, I'm gonna die on air, guys. No. And you're going to get spooky to replace me. <laughs> well, it's an upgrade. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I can't as, disagree. As far as mainstream horror, you know, I don't keep up enough as I, like I should. Yeah. It's not because I'm like, bleh, bleh, bleh. Oh, yeah. I know you reference fuck the mainstream. It's the Black Lava slogan. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But I don't, I don't really think that, you know. No, I think there's some cool stuff that comes out every, every so often. The one film I can think of, even though the director, I've he's been really kind of hit and miss for me. Um, was it Scott Derrickson? The guy did Sinister. Oh, yeah. His new movie, and I can't think of the title of it to save my life, but it's got Ethan Hawke in it. Where yeah. Ethan Hawke plays like a child murderer. What the fuck? Yeah, and the, like he wears like this weird mask. I have not heard of this. Yeah, it looks fucking crazy. Um, there's also uh, oh what the fuck? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> that was too much sodium. We've had an aneurysm. Oh, no, <laughs> too much soda. Oh god, oh, it's no. happening. Oh no, my sodium count's too high. <laughs> I can put my eyes bulging out my, my head. Cholesterol, <laughs> <laughs> like a fish out of water. <laughs> um, fucking, he did the sacrament. Help me. Ty West? Yeah, he's a new movie. Oh, the one's got Kid Cudi in it? Yeah. I didn't think it looked very good, to be honest it with you. It looks interesting, though. <laughs> it looks wild. I'll watch it. I didn't, I didn't think it looked very good. But a lot of modern trailers don't look good. No. I'll have to show you the one with Ethan Hawke. It looks pretty wild. I mean, <laughs> Even though, like I said, like I've not really loved anything he's done. I've liked some of it. I like Sinister quite a bit. Yeah. But like he's done like Exorcism of Emily Rose. and hmm. It's like, eh. You know, I'm kind of eh on that movie. Yeah, I, I've heard a, a lot of that for that movie. Hellraiser Inferno. That movie rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the better Hellraisers, to be honest with you, as far as like the sequels that have nothing to do with Hellraiser goes. Well, it wasn't supposed to be Hellraiser. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the new Hellraiser. Oh, yeah? Yeah. With the uh, androgynous Pinhead. Ooh. They're going to the uh, original source material where Pinhead was neither male nor female. That's cool. Yeah. Um... Uh, there's also going crazy. Like, you got a woman playing pinhead. I'm like, read the book. <laughs> yeah, read, read the book, you fuck. And you'll understand that like they're hey. actually being more truthful to the source material. Yeah, it's like, hey, fuck, I read the source material. Uh, there's also um, the new Texas Chainsaw coming out. Which, oh, boy, did you see the teaser poster for that? And did you see the mask? God damn, dude, it looked bad. <laughs> it looked like a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. But, again, it is also a Netflix movie, so I'm also yeah. like... <laughs> but thank you, Gut Pile 138. <laughs> 138. And everybody go check out Deviant. It's a great movie. Yes. It's fucked up. Next up, we have Lunatic... Hmm, let me try that again. Lunatic Butcher Horror. I think we'll say Lunatic Extremo. Lunatic Extremo! <laughs> from uh, Zone of 23. Thoughts on the two extreme from mainstream Earth releases? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. What do you mean, uh oh? Uh, well, you, you go ahead and start, John. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be mean or shit on anything because yeah. I really like Unearth a lot and I think what they're doing with the line is really cool. Yes. But I haven't loved any of them. <laughs> I really, really like 29 Needles. A I lot. did too. I thought it was the, by, by far the best. Yeah. Really didn't like Deep Web XXX at all. Yeah, I know you didn't. Thought Torment was decent. And House of Flesh Mannequins was a bit uneven, but it had its moments. Yeah, it was definitely fucked up. For sure. It fits the moniker. All of them fit the moniker. I and and in a like way, I just don't, I don't know if that guy's movies are for me. Like, Don Mafaro Cristofario was involved with three of the four. Yeah. Uh, uh, too extreme for mainstream. And I don't know if I just... I don't know if his style works for me, necessarily. But that, you know, that doesn't mean he makes bad movies. That just means... It doesn't work for you, It's not personally. my cup of tea. I thought, I thought Torment was interesting because it's a torture-esque film that takes a different perspective on it. Yeah. It's an LGBT. Yeah. Male-on-male violence, which we don't get a lot of. No. 
as of like Mario Andorra stuff. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I wonder that that's why people regard him as like one of the most fucked up directors. Oh, because he has a gay twist to his films? Uh, no, not because it's a, like, not because it's a quote gay twist, but because it is like male violence. Yeah, it does seem to bother people a lot. <laughs> yeah, because people were mad about Torment. They really were. Which is, I don't know, I feel like that kind of reflects a little, a little bit of homophobia, but. <laughs> yeah, which is unfortunate, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, 29 Needles, I liked a lot. <laughs> it, it, I was not expecting what it was bringing to the table. No, not at all. And uh, It gets wild. You know, it's a first-time director's film who, like, largely, like, most of the cast and crew were, like, volunteering. Yeah. You know, which is crazy. It is crazy, yeah. So, like, what he pulled off is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, and the, the lead is great, you know, which I know they transitioned. Oh, really? Yeah, they're now female. Oh, okay. But they were a male when they were in the film. They gave a great performance. Yeah, uh, I think it's. I think it, I think Twenty Nine Needles is definitely worth picking up. Oh yeah, like if you're only gonna pick up one of the two extreme for mainstreams, I recommend Twenty Nine Needles a lot. Yeah, it's very good. It's got some crazy surrealistic visuals and some fucking nasty unsimulated shit. Oh my god, they got some of the unsimulated stuff is wild. It gets pretty fucked. Like, and it's a cool film about like escalation that does it completely different than. Any yeah. other film because like it's not it's technically like a serial killer film sort of but not really like you're yeah. in the mind of a guy who possibly could be he, at any moment he could flip a switch exactly and do some terrible stuff but um yeah it also takes a very interesting twist mm-hmm. that uh, it takes the title very literal 29 needles yeah, yeah. Which, Which is also strange you know, too. You know. It's like it is another LGBT uh, focused film. Yeah, and it's like, why are these all the two extreme for mainstreams? People just like can't handle the homosexuality. I don't know. Maybe that is the case. If that is the case, then damn, damn, come on, boys. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's the it's twenty twenty two, and we still going to act like this. <laughs> we still going to act like shit towards gay people. But it's uh, fucked up. Thank you, Lunatic Butcher Horror, for the question. We appreciate it. Yes. Next up is the boy Spooky Celluloid. Hey. Hey. It's your boy. What are your favorite condiments on hot dogs? Uh, butter. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're butter gang all day. <laughs> Fuck Marge. It's not true. We only have Marge in the refrigerator. Yeah. It's too expensive. Butter's too expensive. Butter's too expensive, and it's hard to spread on shit. It is. Um. Uh. I, I like like chili. I'm basic chili and sometimes mustard, and that's it. So I so I like, I like a good, like chili dog, chili cheese dog. <laughs> you like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Wow, chili <laughs> cheese dog. <laughs> chili cheese dog. Did you know Urkel was the guy who did the voice of uh, Sonic for that cartoon? No. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, revelations today. I know it's crazy. Isn't it? I didn't know it was Urkel. It's Urkel, dude. <laughs> fucking Urkel. I can't think of his real name, but he's Urkel. I just see those big ass glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch the show a lot. Me too. Family Matters. Is that it? Yeah. I th- mm. Mm. think it's Family Matters. I'm not sure. But anyways, yeah, I'm simple when it comes to my hot dog. Sometimes yeah. I'm gonna go bread. Yeah. Sometimes you just chop it up like a monster. <laughs> no. The older I get, the less I like bread. Really? Yeah. I just find like it's like oh, this shit's in the way. <laughs> I just want to get to the meat. The biggest problem with hot dogs is the meat. This is this is fat person talk, by the way. Is the meat Can't to the bread g- ratio. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes I just want... There's too much bread on a hot like, dog. Like, sometimes I'm just going to chop that hot dog up and mix it in some chili. I prefer, like, a corn dog. Corn dig? Corn dig. Is it weird that I do prefer a corn dig, even though I'm saying there's too much bread in a hot dog? 
It's surrounded by bread. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But it's better bread. It's fried bread. It's fried bread. It's hard to call it bread. It's always good. Fried bread. <laughs> That's <laughs> based right there. Dude. <laughs> you want good bread, you fry that shit again. <laughs> you cook it again. But uh, <sighs> thank you, Spooky. Yeah, thank you. Butter for life. <laughs> Butter gang. Butter gang. <laughs> gang gang. <laughs> If people don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah, go watch his reviews then. Yeah, go watch his <laughs> fucking videos. Uh, next up is Mikey Brushaver. Are there any really disturbing comedy movies? Also, <clears throat> not a question, but every time I hear the beginning of your theme song, I think Just Lose It by Eminem is going to start playing. <laughs> <laughs> now lose it. <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> Copyright flag. <laughs> Um, that is the mighty Rain Architect who really isn't active anymore. Yes. But he also does art. Yes. So go uh, check out Wrecked Slave. Yes. On Instagram, he has all these links to his art and everything. Also, I will give a shout out to him as well. He's also one of the stars of Murder Collection. He is. So yes. he's a good friend of ours. Yep. Beyond the Realms back in the yep. day as well. We've talked to him quite a bit. Yep. So he's the homie. He, we talked to him quite a bit. We hung out with him in fucking Indianapolis. Yeah, we got drunk. I didn't. I didn't. You did. You got fucking to the point where you could barely walk. I couldn't find the fucking bathroom. <laughs> you did that recently. What are you talking about? I did do that recently. That seems to be my go-to when I drink too much is I start wandering around like, where's the bathroom? Where's the bathroom? I can't find the light switch. That's how I know I'm real drunk. <laughs> you can't find the bathroom? I can't find the bathroom. Oh, God. That and I start talking about gay stuff. <laughs> you, you, do, you do be getting gay when you get drunk. It happens. It happens to the best of us. You know. I'm like, I'd suck his dick. <laughs> yeah, you do go on about sucking dick when you get drunk. And I it mean, is what it is. You know, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, that's not like it bothers me or anything like that. I don't Drinking brings out my inner Effie. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what they say about being drunk, though, John? What? They say when you're drunk, you're real. Your real, real self comes out. Uh. Well, my real self can't find the bathroom. What's that say about me? That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should uh, figure out where the fucking bathroom is. That at. night, I'll never forget. Like, I'm just like, I had one hand on the wall. Yeah. Just guide myself to the bathroom. Like, <laughs> like we could do this. <laughs> well, I remember at one point, like, you were laying on the f- fucking bed just trying to conversate. <laughs> we were talking about AEW. <laughs> we were talking about AEW and shit. I was smoking a burnt ass coil. That was fun. I was decent. He didn't seem to think I was too bad. No. I held my conversation pretty well, I think. Everyone was laughing. Yeah. It was funny. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any really disturbing comedy movies? Yes. Happiness. happiness. Yeah. Visitor Q. Visitor Q for sure as well. Um, even like even something like, even though it's not super fucked up, but something like Shakes the Clown. <laughs> it's got its moments. It's, it's a dark comedy. It's yeah. dark, yeah. Even something like uh, Death of Smoochie. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Or uh, some more, uh, another Bobcat Goldwaith, God Bless America. Oh, Catsick Blues. Catsick Blues. Uh, Bob, I've been on a Bobcat Goldwaith kick recently. Oh, have you? Yeah, just thinking about his movies again. World's Greatest Dad, God oh, Bless yeah. America. Those are some good fucked up comedies yeah. that I would highly recommend. But Happiness is probably the most fucked up comedy. That guy in particular, comedy. Was it Todd Salons, I think is his uh, name. I think so. 
It's just pretty fucking wild, man. Yeah. I remember Mr. Parker uh, reviewed Happiness just recently. Oh, yeah? On a, on an episode of his show, and uh, he said when he was younger, he was watching it and, like, was so fucking disturbed by it that he didn't realize it was supposed to be a comedy. Uh, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, the first time I watched it, I felt the same way. I kind of did, too, because, like, I know the time we watched it for the episode, I was like, oh, this is actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I, like, when I was watching it, I remember I was sitting there with my fucking jaw on the floor. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> How can this get worse? Oh, and then he fucks kids. Yeah. Oh, great. Would you fuck me? No, I'd jerk off first. <laughs> God. That movie's fucked, man. It's so fucked. Excellent film, though. How many questions are we in, by the way? Uh, we're almost at the bottom. Okay, I was about to say, because it's almost 2 o'clock. Woo! <laughs> it's almost 2 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, and we've probably been going for about an hour or so. And we're kissing an hour. Oh, oh, we're kissing an hour? Okay. Yeah, we're not there yet. We rush the listeners ask us questions. We're gonna answer. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. You only have yourselves to blame. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very happy that y'all ask us questions. It's humbling. I just know that you have to get up for work early. Ah, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, fair enough. I probably won't go to bed when we're done, anyways. That's for sure. Uh, so thank you, Mikey Brushaber, for the the question. Yes. Hopefully, gave you some good recommendations there for some fucked up comedies and gave you some good. <laughs> drunk talk for some reason. <laughs> How'd that even come up? Uh, Eminem in our theme song because Jason. Ah, uh, yes. That was like no, that wasn't the last time I was real turnt. Huh? That wasn't the last time I was real turnt. No, that wasn't the last time. No, no. I well, when we watched fucking AEW that one time, you I was passed out on the floor. I was pretty turnt then. And when we watched, uh, what was that French movie we watched over Joseph's? Oh, uh, Fantastic Planet. Yeah, I was pretty fucked then, too. Well, you didn't even realize how fucked up you were until you went to the bathroom and couldn't find it. Yeah, I couldn't find it. I remember I came back like, man, you got a Gracie train me to the car. And you were like, ha I was like, no, it's not a joke, bro. I can't walk. I didn't realize <laughs> you were trashed. I was trashed. <laughs> and I had to go to work at like 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock or something like Did that. Did you puke? Day. No, I didn't puke, but man, I felt bad. <laughs> I felt rough. That was the you worst. did puke recently. Again? Yeah, twice. Brutal. Yeah, you, you puked twice in the last little bit. I got choked on medicine the second time. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And just cold puke because I was trying to drink so much water to try to keep the medicine down. Bro, I was sitting in here trying to enjoy my succulent Chinese, <laughs> Chinese meal. <laughs> which is, I mean, it's barely Chinese, I'd say. It's Americanized Chinese. Yeah. Yes, it was good. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. But I'm sitting there and I'm, here, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. And there goes my appetite. <laughs> As John spews his meal into the damn trash can along with a bunch of water. In the trash can, because I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to throw up. I got this. Yeah. And then I, like, burped. And, like, when I burped, it was just like, <laughs> I was like, fuck. Well. I don't even remember the last time I threw up, to be honest. I, mean, I was on a good stretch. Yeah. And then two days fucking recently got me bad. Well, the one time you fucking nearly had your eyeballs popped God, your oh, my, I thought my eyeballs were literally going to land up in the toilet. I mean, there's a video of what you're going to delay the like. damn episode because of it. <laughs> Like, the the joke in this little sketch we put out by the vomit demon trying to take my voice, that was shoot. That was real. Yeah, it was for shoot. <laughs> I couldn't talk. You probably could hear it in the Jot the Doe interview. Well, the thing is, at first, like, you can hear, like, you're a little roughed up, but by the end, you're like, oh, you sort of sound like you're edging your aner- aneurysm. Which I apologize to Jot the Doe for sounding that fucking bad. Oh, well, I mean, there's nothing we could do. Yeah. We, it was already scheduled, and then you got fucked up, like, right after we yeah. scheduled it. It was like, fuck. Still a great interview, and we appreciate him. And I like, was actually going back at. We'll get back into the questions here in a yeah, second. Yeah. Thank you, Mikey Brush Ever, for the question. You know, we got to thank John the Doe like so much. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I was looking at like how many questions we got. 
before the Jonathan Doe interview and how many we got after the Jonathan yes. Doe interview, and it spiked exponentially. And I, I feel like a lot of that is because of oh, yeah. on the show. And he's such an such a inspirational and important figure in the underground f- movement. Yes. So yeah, big big shout out to our boy, as well as anybody who's ever shouted us out and asked questions and supported us. I'm still stuck on the uh, tuition for mainstream thing, real fast. Okay. If if the reason why people like why why this is extreme too extreme for mainstream is because people people don't want to watch it because it's because it's got. You know, gay stuff and like gay stuff in it. I guess, yeah, quote unquote gay stuff. Yeah, quote unquote gay stuff. I mean, it's not. I mean, the twenty nine eighties has you know homosexual stuff in it. The characters are gay. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, then y'all need to grow the fuck up. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not saying to people who listen to this. I'm talking about people in the extreme community in general. You need to grow the fuck up. Well, yeah. Every community has its like negative sides, though. It's twenty twenty two. There's no room for that shit. No, no room for homophobia. Ain't no time for that. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no guy that don't time. For ain't that. no fucking room for that bullshit. Ain't nobody got no time. We Anyways, need, we need to be inclusive. Anyway, Joshua continue. Fat Attack. Yes, guinea pig. American guinea pig, or mm. Japanese guinea pig films. I've seen all of the American guinea pigs and not all of the Japanese ones, so I can't. It seems this. like like when I first read the question, I was like, "Oh, that's easy, Japanese." And I really thought about it, and I was like, "Well, you know, the American ones like." Three of the four are really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> like, really fucking good. I adore Bloodshock. Bloodshock's amazing. And like, I really like Flower, uh, not Flower, Bouquet of Guts and Gore. The effects are phenomenal. And, and Song of Solomon, I think, is very interesting as well. I just don't really like Sacrifice a lot. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's not great. But we saw a short film from the same director recently, and it was wild. It was really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was actually cool. Um, but like Symbolicus too. Check it out as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those are great short film compilations. Yep. Um, but then you look at the American Guinea Pig, and you got like Devil's Experiment, the Fires of Flesh and Blood, Mermaid Manhole, uh, yeah, Android of Notre Dame. He never dies. So like, for now, I'm going to lean to the Japanese Guinea Pig films. Yeah. But with the new three American Guinea Pig films coming out, there's a chance. Yeah. Like if they're really solid. Then it could overtake the Japanese uh, guinea pig films. Oh, I mean, people are gonna be mad about that though, because like again, we were talking about earlier the vintage market, you know, yeah, that nostalgia. People are like, no, 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 the, the the guinea pig, you know, the Japanese guinea pig films are the most fucked up, gory movies ever. Blah, they can't be no better. No, it's there, like sometimes you gotta be subjective and look back at it, look at it, you know, you know, step back and look and be like, well, actually, you know, yeah. like again, you can't overlook new stuff. Yeah, just because it's new. Yeah, because there's a lot of shit that comes out like. In the uh, in modern times, that's really fucking good. So yeah. So for now, I'm gonna go Japanese, but like I'm li- I'm leaving it wiggle room. Mm-hmm. That American guinea pig might overtake it. I haven't seen, as I said, I haven't seen all the Japanese ones, so I cannot yeah. vote. Thank you, Joshua Fat Attack. As always, you're fucking awesome. Constantly yes. shouting us out on your Instagram story and shit. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Next up, Fawn's bot. Both of you have to... This is some wrestling talk, so if you don't like wrestling, I'll oh, skip sorry. ahead. <laughs> Both of you have to form a tag team. Oh, you're, no. You're getting a shot at winning the straps. You have to take on either the Acolytes... Fuck. The Road Warriors... Fuck. Or the Steiners. Oh, no. They're all in their prime, and you're going to work stiff. <laughs> Who do you pick, and which one of you is going to take their finisher? So we don't even get the win? <laughs> We said we get a chance of winning the straps. I guess if we don't politic ourselves good enough, then we're going to not win How the How are we going to out-politic those three teams? Good question. I don't know. 
Oh, you're going to hit Road, Road Warrior Hawk with a power driver. He's just going to pop back up. It's because no stiff arm you. <laughs> he's going to pop face in the damn. I mean, this face. is a tough question, man. Yeah. Because it's like, all right, the Acolytes, did they ever have like a like set tag team finisher or was it just the clothesline from Hell Dominator combo? I think it was just that. God damn, that's rough. So you're taking two rough moves. You're taking the Dominator and the clothesline from Hell. Yeah. No. The Road Warriors, I mean, they're notorious for beating the fuck out of people. And they have one of the most deadly finishes of all time. That if you don't take right, you're fucked. Yeah. Which, I honestly, I, I want to go with, I almost want to go with the, the Steiners. Like, I know they're going to be rough. They're going to be stiff. But, man. I'm just, like, my biggest concern Bulldog like, is going to be a way easier finish to take. It's going to be an easier finish to take, but, like, taking the fucking Frankensteiner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let alone, God. like, if he hits the Steiner screwdriver. If he hits that, if he if he just suggests that shit, I'm going to have to nope out of it. I'm and sorry. Rick Steiner's lariats and shit. And his <laughs> fucking forearms and his, like, shoulder blocks. I can't afford to get put on a stack of dimes. The suplexes you're going to take from the Steiners. Oh, my God. There's no good answer here. No. <laughs> uh, but we're going to take on the Road Warriors and Matt's taking the finish. You fucker. <laughs> of course I got to take the finish. The clumsy one. We're going. We're going. Do you say anything about their prom? Are they in their prom? Yeah, yes, they're oh, in okay. the prom. Because I was going to say we're going to take on LOD two thousand. No, 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 it's no, gonna no. Be draws and <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be hiding rock and animal. That might be easier. Probably. But man, I did. I did rock. I just imagine the road warriors in the back just snorting lines of coke, being like, "Let's fucking go!" Well, well, <laughs> you're taking the finish. <laughs> Oh no! I mean, in reality, I guess the Steiners. Yeah, you probably have a chance at a better match with the Steiners too. Yeah, but I, I mean, especially if it's for the straps, then it's probably going to be back and forth. I guess. Yeah, they're not just going to bury you. Where the Road Warriors, it's distinctly possible they just put you on your stack of dimes and call it a day. Do you remember the last like Road Warriors match in WWE? Oh my God! Where Kane hit the choke slam, already hit the frog splash. Mm. One, two, three. Then Animal Rock just stood up and walked out of the ring. Yes. <laughs> That was something else. Brilliant shit, dude. Uh, it was like Hercules' last uh, match against Sid Vicious and power bombs. <laughs> yeah. him. He just stands back up and leaves. <laughs> He's like, fuck this. I don't give a shit. I'm, <laughs> I ain't coming back. <laughs> I'm getting paid for this. That's it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, thank you, Fonz Bot, for the question. Uh, next up is Rural Death. Rural Death. Opinions on Letterbox as a service or tool for exploring film. I love Letterbox. I love Letterbox too. I don't have the premium. I looked into it and it did seem like for the money you're paying, the, what you're getting don't seem like enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know there's like two versions of it too, though. Yeah. One's cheaper. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but as far as like what I love to use Letterbox for is uh, cataloging. Mm-hmm. I keep up with what I watch through Letterboxd. But also for exploring films, I mean, like, shit, you can type in any movie. Yeah. Any movie you can think of. Go to lists, and there will be countless lists of movies either similar in tone, execution, yeah. director, actor, time period. Honestly, just... Ideology. One of my favorite things to do on Letterboxd is to go to, like, a weird movie that we watch. For either, like, for the show or just, you know, just in general. And going to the list it's in. Mm-hmm. And finding out, like, what list it's in and then exploring. Yeah. Not to mention, it's like, you can, like, tailor your, like who you follow and stuff on there. Yeah. So it's like, you know, the people I follow in Letterboxd are pretty much people I trust their opinion on Yeah. film. So when they watch something and give it a high score, it's something I'm going to put on top of my list to go check out. Yeah. You know. 
that's what I I think it's actually like an excellent tool for exploring film. I I do follow people who do have some different opinions, mm-hmm. which is fine. Just to see, like that's just me, my personal preference. Oh yeah, for using Letterboxd. But I, I do like to uh, follow different people, see what their perspectives are on mm-hmm. things. Um, also love to follow people who just watch like trash. Yeah, and it's great. It is great. Yeah. And like, <laughs> there was this one person I follow whose favorite movie was like Halloween Two by Rob Zombie. <laughs> that's awesome. And I was like, that's wild. That's a bad movie. And like, I saw that, I was like, that's incredible. Follow. There's so much to Letterbox too that I like, where it's just like, you know, you can search by release date, tone, actor, director, yeah. you know, genre. <laughs> I'm like, I'd never gotten a comment on on anything on Letterbox. Like I've had people who've like you know liked stuff I've put out there, right? When we did bulk last week and I logged it and I gave my little short review of it, which was like this should this should be a reason why there should this is the reason why there should be lower than zero, uh, lo- lower than half stars. Yeah, I got a comment <laughs> from somebody. I don't remember exactly who it was. If you do, if you listen to the show, then l- let us know. Yeah, you you said. You deserve a purple heart for watching this movie. <laughs> One of my favorite reviews of all time came from Letterboxd. Yeah. Fascism, oh. Fascism's where they eat the poo-poo based. <laughs> that was a review of Solo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's a great little community. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know. You would tailor your own community, You can tailor your own community for just finding movies. It's really good. Oh, yeah. For cataloging films, it's really good. I highly recommend Letterboxd. Like, if you're, like, a serious film fanatic, it's a, it's a great little platform. And like it's it also another thing too that's really cool is like you can also find this out if you of course if you like search it up online, but it does give you like a lot of options where movies are streaming at for sure yeah, which is uh, very much how I've cataloged stuff like like oh I can watch that mm-hmm. and like if you can't find it then well yeah. you're fucked <laughs> yeah. Or you just got to find it online somewhere. It's one of the few like <clears throat> social media things right now where it's like there's not really a lot of negatives yet. No, I mean, you can find negative for shit sure. for sure. I mean, there's but, always going to be people who review movies that you love and it's low. Yeah. But that's everywhere you go. But it doesn't seem to be as toxic as, like, the IMDb boards back in the day. Oh, God. Whew, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. IMDb was full of just assholes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so if you haven't jumped on Letterboxd, Rule Death, check it out. It's actually really good. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's a great service. I found some pretty interesting sh- interesting movies yeah. on there. Yeah, because like I said, you it's so user-friendly, too. Like, it's so easy to just search by year. Yeah. Like I said, by genre, by genre and year. Yeah. You know. Um, the way you can customize your searches, too. It's easy. You can literally just search up a word, and you can find movies that have that word in the title. Yep. Or lists that have You can go down a rabbit stuff. hole and find all kinds of crazy shit. I probably spend more time on Letterboxd than I probably, probably do watch movies, honestly, which is probably a problem. <laughs> probably but. a problem, yeah. And last but not least. Yes. The underscore gorehound. Mm. They ask, y'all fuck with Last Days of Humanity? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't really know them, so I can't. I don't. I don't not fuck with them. I yeah. just I don't know enough about them to fuck with them. I don't think you'd like it. <laughs> uh, maybe not, but hey, it's uh, borderline borderline noise at times. I can get into some of that, though. It's wild shit, man. Um. I, I I do fuck with that. Sometimes I get in the mood to listen to some nasty gore grind. I take that shit to the fucking neck. Take that shit to the fucking neck. Fuck authority and shit. <laughs> fucking, oh, was it uh, them the albums called uh, The Rancid Juice is Sloshing Around in Your Coffin? Oh my god. That fucking album is disgusting. That's the last days? Yeah. The album cover is on with her head fucking 
blown off. Fuck yeah. It's wild shit. I don't know, uh, was it Purulent Gangrene? Gang- yeah, Granny Gangrene. Yeah. I can never say their fucking name right. I need to get it down. Well, it's it, a lot of it has to do with like medical terminology, mm-hmm. which is a bit, That's one of the things with Gorgon. I'm like, how the fuck do you even say that? <laughs> but uh, I know they said they fuck with them, and we fuck with them, so. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Last Days of Humanity is fucking sick when it comes to like. Like, some of the later stuff is borderline, as I said, noise. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much know that it's like, <laughs> it's so fucking awesome. And just to uh, make the Gorehound a little happy here, or give him a little tease of something, we bought a physical calendar. Yeah. And we laid out the somewhere, somewhere. entire year of episodes. Yeah. You know. Everything is subject to change, of course. Yeah, of course. And we may throw some stuff in there as well, but the whole entire calendar year is laid out. And I'm not gonna say when or what month or whatever. I don't I don't know if you should say what it is. I think I think you should uh leave it I think you'll know. Oh yeah. I because th- there's a specific series, if you will, uh-huh. that's been requested many times from them. Yeah. That is on the calendar. Sure. So it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, mm. if we don't die, if we don't die, and end up in the movie, mm. it's only what I could hope for. I mean, is to die and have death metal play over top of me. I mean, that's pretty based. As people try to put my fat ass out of a fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and that's it. We got through it. Mm. That was a lot of questions. Thank you all so much. Yes. Did you check the email? Yes, I did. Okay. It's humbling. It really is. Because, like, when we, you know, when we stopped doing the show, what, three or four years ago? Sorry, I'm drinking water. <laughs> I need I need water. Oh, I need to hydrate. <laughs> um, it was it was about, like, two, it was about two, three years ago, something like that. We didn't think we was talking to anybody. Yeah, we thought that we were talking to walls. Yeah, so to have culminated a small community of uh, cool people who, you know, or like-minded and like the same shit we do is awesome. Yeah. So we appreciate each and every single one of you as always. And if you want to join in, you can send your questions, comments, and concerns to sickoncinema at gmail.com or wait to the week of the episode. We're a bi-weekly podcast. Yes. And we'll post this lovely little image with skeletons dancing in the background that says we are taking questions. That totally didn't steal that image from the internet. Definitely not. Um, not the whole image. I didn't steal the whole image. Copyright, you son of a bitch. Blagerizing. Bro, hang on. Before before I continue, right? I'm gonna fight you. You gonna fight me? <laughs> no one even saw. No, no one can see what just happened. You I put know. the microphone down, I but it's funny. Um, <laughs> comedy. The graphic designers still shit. Yeah. So, to all the graphic designers out there, I just fucked on all you. On all you. <laughs> wow. Exposing the secrets. You're like that guy, the mass magician. They just give away the secrets of magic. There was a guy in my class who was literally making designs by taking shit from the internet and just hitting image trace. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And I was like, that's based. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I guess if it works, it works. But we're going to take a short break. Yeah. Refuel, get some waters. Yeah. Drain the liquids out of us <laughs> to put more liquids in. I don't think you had to describe it that way. <laughs> And we will be right back to talk Morbid Vision Films. The films of Brian Paulin. (laughs) When 
cruelty knows no bounds, when evil knows no limits, revenge strikes with its most frightening power. They called her one eye, then ran for their lives. We've got a peck of trouble. Frigga killed one of her regular clients yesterday. And I'm betting she's out to get the three of us. They defiled her beauty. They robbed her of speech. They brutalized her body. And when they had finished, she used what was left to repay every blow with her own terrible kind of revenge. Find out where she's getting her stuff and set her up. Then get rid of her. Your most fearful nightmares, the most cruel sights you have ever seen cannot match the shock of this motion picture experience. Fuck you, bloody bastard. <laughs> you bloody bastard. Bloody bastard, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I I do have to clarify. I I probably should have rethought my statements before we hit pause. Oh, about you being a plagiarist. <laughs> <laughs> about the entire graphic designer community being plagiarist. That's not true. It is. <clears throat> you definitely, but you you do that. You definitely at least take influences from other designs and other uh, other things. Fuck you, bloody bastard. <laughs> Whoever's in that video right now? It's funny. It is very funny. Blostered. Because <laughs> it blostered. Blostered, bitch. You blostered. Fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, bloody. <laughs> so, anyways, Morbid Vision Films. <laughs> what a transition. Brian Pollen, which, by the way, he started a YouTube channel. It's actually really fucking good. Yes. Where he does a lot of stuff. Like, he went through his entire history as a filmmaker. He went through horror magazines and laser discs and top fives. and Yeah. It's cool shit. And uh, his influences, his influences, and like he's been a director that I've known about for a long time. I will say, uh, Brian Pollen for your YouTube channel. When's the gore tutorial video is gonna come out? Boom! Because he gonna give away the trade secrets. We need the secret. <laughs> he's good at what he does. Because, but for the budget he has, mm -hmm. which again I will say, like I'm sure, I'm sure it's like at least a, a it has to be at least a low budget, right? I don't know, bro. Because, I mean, the shit he's able to do is insane. Know, we'll just, get into it. He said he didn't even have a script for Fetus. What? <laughs> yeah, he just kind of came up with it as they went. Where'd you hear that at? On the commentary. I watched it with the commentary. Oh. Well, so I'd never seen it before. Yeah. I'd seen Cryptic Plasm. Did you watch it with the commentary? I did not. I just watched it again. Either way, it's great. It is great, yeah. So well, let's just, we'll talk about that. Yeah, let's just hop in. Let's just get going. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I've been a fan of his for a long time, so it's cool to finally sit down and talk about it. Oh, yeah. And we're going to start with not his first movie, or not even the movie that kind of got him in, you know, got his name out there. We're going to start with the one that I became familiar yeah. with his work through. And that is from 2008, and that is Fetus. Fetus. Um, I want you to tell the audience listening how you became familiar with Brian Pollan. There used to be a guy on YouTube named 81 Oak Ridge. And he was part of this sick, twisted fuck community, which was a community on YouTube of people who review just extreme, disturbing movies. You know, very similar yeah. to what it's out there now with like Spooky and Simmons Underbelly and uh, Stephen Bloodworth and guys like that. Pro maybe, maybe, maybe less toxic. 
it got kind of bad. Yeah, because I know you told me it did eventually. It did, but there were some cool people out there, like Mr. Ramon420. Oh, and, yeah. You know, sculpting fragments, you know, people who are still in the community. Yeah. You know, guys making movies now. Yeah. Good movies. <laughs> um, shout out to Mr. Ramon and... Yeah. Because they're two awesome people. Yeah, sculpting fragments. I mean, if you ain't check out Difficulty Breathing, holy fuck, that's a great fucking short film. <laughs> it's legitimately scary. Yeah, but um, also speaking of scary, yeah, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and finish. 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 Eighty Oakridge, eighty-one Oakridge was holding a uh, birthday contest, and he was giving away a signed copy of Fetus, which he had to do was guess his birthday, right? Yeah, and uh, I threw a guess out, didn't get it. But then nobody got it, so he's like, we're going to do round two. And sure enough, I nailed it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I don't know how I pulled it off, but I pulled it off, and I won a signed copy of Fetus, and I've had that copy ever since. That's the copy we watched. Yep. Um, And who knows? I don't know if I would ever... Because at the time, I didn't have a lot of money, so like I had to really pick and choose what I purchased. Yeah. So it was like, who knows if I would ever like, went on my way to God, Brian Paul, and stuff if I didn't win that movie. But now it's like every time, every time he comes out with something, it's like... Fuck yeah, grabbing yeah. it. Um, what I want to go ahead and state real fast is these three movies have been the first movies in, since since I watched Difficulty Breathing that have legitimately scared me. They're legit scary. Like, it, it's the tone and atmosphere, but we'll get into that in, with each individual movie. But like, Paul's great at a jump scare. And his like atmospheres are unlike anything else you've ever seen. Yeah. But Fetus is about Brian Pollen. He's the lead. Yes. Whose wife and baby, yeah. unfortunately, pass away during childbirth. Which, by the way, immediately the production value of this film is through the roof because he has like a fucking like emergency room yeah. set that he just did in his basement. Mm-hmm. That looks great. What I will say is, anytime you're watching a Brian Pollen movie and you see that basement, you know people are about to get fucked. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes home and he's distraught. Yeah. Because he's you know, justifiably, his world has crumbled around him. Of course, anybody would be upset. Oh yeah. So he's depressed, and he's looking for any way to kind of heal or communicate, yeah. if you will. <laughs> so he goes to this occult shop, which is really cool, by the way. Yes. Which this is like 2008, and the dude had a copy of Nicky Daruma. Yeah. On the shelf, which I remember seeing that and be like, "What is that?" That's that movie I've seen. <laughs> I've heard about. I want that. <laughs> That's an original DVD of Tumbling Dog. Oh, the Flesh. original DVD. The original DVD that you know was so coveted. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, the one's oh, got shit. the crazy like leopard print almost on it. Yeah, yeah. Did it, did it have subs on it? No. Oh wow. Well. No. <laughs> it was. Fuck. It wasn't until Massacre put out the DVD that had subs. Okay. But uh, he goes to a cult shop and talks to this guy and ends up purchasing a black magic book, mm. which he takes home and begins to try to. Communicate with his wife. And at first, it doesn't seem like anything happens. No. But soon he realizes that something is in the house. <laughs> and at first, he thinks that, like, okay, well, all I gotta do... <laughs> Which he jumps to some conclusions, I won't lie. I, yeah, um, to sacrifice people to this deity. <laughs> in order... Immediately. Like, oh, his name's Kevin, by the way, in the movie. Kevin, yeah. Kevin. Kevin jumps to some, jumps to some goddamn hopes to get to this point, <laughs> but hey, he got there. <laughs> he decides to start sacrificing people to this entity to bring her back. Oh fuck! Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> eventually, he creates without giving away too much. Yeah. A portal, and all hell fucking literally 
breaks loose. Yes. <laughs> Which happens in uh, all these movies. Yes. <laughs> all these movies have some of the craziest fucking endings I've seen. Probably ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to do a finale. Yeah. He knows how to leave, when he's done, leaving you being like, huh? Oh. <laughs> well, again, we'll get to this movie here in a little bit, but like Cryptic Plasm, mm. the opening and the ending are insane. Fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like, this movie's wild as fuck. It is crazy. I kind of had, like, like, I remembered everything about it, but I guess it's been so long since I watched it. That, like, it didn't really set in how fucked up this movie is. It's so it. fucked up. It's easily, of the three, the most fucked up. Yeah. Because there's copious amounts of fucking baby mutilation. Baby death. Fucking goose shooting out of many orifices. Yeah, there's body secretions at the wazoo in at this At the fucker. wazoo. There's penis mutilation. Bugs. Bugs in the penis. If. There's insane amounts of gore. Yeah. In copious amounts in different fucking ways and... The horrific brutality. Brian Pollan has not made a movie that I've seen that I haven't had a moment like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, right. And like, like once it starts going, like once the gore starts flowing in this movie, it's fucking some crazy shit. And it looks so good. The fucking, the two that stick out to me, oh and one I had forgotten God. about, and then again, it got me again, just like it did the first time. Yeah. He like fucking like, skins this guy's neck, right? Like, uh, fillets this guy's neck open. Yeah, he fucks him up. And then, like, sticks it like a fucking crowbar in between the vertebrae and, like, rips his fucking head off. Insane. I was like, oh, my God. But then the one that really got me, even though it's so simplistic and so, like, <laughs> nonchalant the way it happens is the arm filleting scene. Oh, my God. And it, I literally, it jump scared me the first time. I remember the first time I saw it, it, like, made me nearly shit myself. Yeah. Because, like, he just, like, runs up, it's like, and starts, like, cutting this guy's skin yeah. off. And I was like, oh, 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 God damn. <laughs> Did you watch it again? And I was like, oh, fuck, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten about the arm filleting scene. Well, I remember I went, like, because all that shit ha- is going on. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I went to take notes, and I come back, I look back up, and he's like, just slicing his arm. I was like, oh, my God. Like a fucking fish, like getting the scales of a fish. Oh, and it looks so gross. It's gnarly, dude. It's so fucked up. Like, what he's able to do on the budget he has and, like, the means he has is fucking insane. Is it, is it this one, or is it Blood Pigs that has the, like... I'm gonna call it the double decapitation. The double decapitation? Yes. Oh fuck, I don't remember. Cause it's like top of the head, then from the neck. Oh, I think it's blood pigs. Okay, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Holy fuck! This oh, one's got did... like some like super like crazy like surrealistic imagery in it as well. There's one point that I got jump scared so fucking hard by this movie. Something scuttles across the floor. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck, what is that? <laughs> it, it never reveals what it is either. This movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it fucking it rules, kicks ass. dude. Like, if you're a gore hound, the, yeah. you're going to love it. Is the acting the best? I mean, it's low budget. Yeah, don't expect Hollywood or Academy Award winning acting. You're not, but, com- you're not coming to Brian Pollen's films with acting. You're coming for the story, the atmosphere, and the gore. Yeah. And he always nails those. His stories are so fucking creative. The credits, the opening credits say a gore film by Brian Pollen. By Fetus. By Brian Pollen. And he delivers. Every time. All uh, Every time on that front. That it's going to be fucking vile in its mm. gore. Another thing too is like the gore in this one is not played for like, oh yeah. 
I don't think any of his gore really is ever to be no. like, yeah, it's always like stark and violent. It's It means something. But it is meant to be like, being like, wow, you know? And if you watch his YouTube channel and you see his, uh, his you know, you know his inspirations and you're like, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, he says he loves uh, John Woo's The Killer. Mm-hmm. And you can see a little bit of that in his gore because it's like, none of it is played for like, oh shit, yeah. yeah. It's always like, fuck. That's and he also likes like the Japanese gore films. Yeah. And like, Falchi. The blood spray. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And this one in particular is, is very heavily influenced by Japanese splatter films. Oh, yeah. And you, yeah, it comes off 100%. Yeah. Um, but a vibe, the vibe, one of the vibes I do get from this is, from from, from a lot of his work, is like, when I say this, it's not to be like in offense at all. But I do get the like shot on video era. Yeah. Almost like German, though. Yes. Like the German, German splatter. Like, like Olaf Ittenbach. Andreas Schnoss. Oh, yeah, those like, guys. You, you get kind of that feel, mm-hmm. but with the same feeling of a movie like Shattered Dead. Yeah. Where it's always fucking serious. And not just that, but like another thing about Brian Pollan is like that I don't think enough people talk about that like we'll talk about it more so in, in Cryptic Plasm, but is his lighting. Yeah. And his sets. Because 90% of his movies are sets. I don't really yeah. know this, but like a lot of the woods stuff at night and stuff yeah, like he that. he sets that up. That's all sets. It's crazy. Like he did a, like Morbid Tales, which we'll do that in a future episode, of course. Mm. I mean, we're kind of all over the place right now, but whatever. I mean, the, the this movie, in all the best ways, is all over the place. Yeah. So, you know, he has this whole like campfire scene. It's all done in his basement. It's crazy. He just set up these fake trees and and, and fog and lit it super fucking good and like you know and, like and it looks legit. Yeah, it looks great. He he always makes like even though you can tell like it's definitely some of the places that are definitely the same area. He always makes it look different. Yeah, his sets have like almost like a Universal Monsters feel to them. Yeah, where they have that kind of like. Um, expressionistic uh, gothic feel to him in a way with all the fog. And, yeah. And you always got the bright light in the background as though it's the moon. It's almost uncanny too. The colors, even though, you know, Universal Monsters are yeah. wild, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But like, you're talking about like him setting up the woods and like his, his like basement area. It's almost uncanny because mm. it's like something's off. It feels vast. Yeah. Even though it's not. Yes. Even though it's so contained, it feels vast. Yeah. Like it's endless. He he knows how, he knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. And it's like, even like the audio uh, is still a lot better than some like independent stuff that oh, we've yeah. seen <laughs> in the last couple of years. God bless 29 Needles. That was a great movie. Some of the audio is rough. Yeah. <laughs> some of the audio is real rough. Where like, the audio in these movies you you can hear what people are saying. Mm-hmm. I will say sometimes some of the sound effects nearly fucking deafened me. And I think that's on purpose though. Yes, because like he like purposely does his own sound design. Like I was listening to him talk about it. Like yeah, you know, putting owls hooting in the background. Yeah, and birds chirping and things like that. Like just setting the tones with his like audio. And uh, you can also tell like he puts a lot of thought into that shit mm-hmm. because it's in the it's in the background. It's not in the foreground. Yeah, the. the the like the bird chirping is not super loud. Yeah, it's, it's natural. It feels like it's far away. Yeah, it's very natural. Yeah, but like with this film in particular, like you know the gore, the visuals, the fucking finale, and like the monsters and the oh fucking like <laughs> insanity, and how far this movie goes. Like compared to the other two movies, it's this is this is extreme. Yes, not just in the gore department, but like there's necrophilia. Mm-hmm. Like I said, copious amounts of infant mutilation. Yeah, 
It's an even annihilator. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, Fetus is fucking crazy, man. Yeah. It's <laughs> such an insane movie. This movie kicks ass. It does. It's great. It was a fucking pleasure rewatching it. Oh, yeah. Again, I, this is the first time I watched for me. And I remember when we decided to do this episode, we had we had it in our book. We, but we watched Cryptic Quads when we were on Halloween. And you're like, we're doing this guy's movie soon. Yeah, I was like, we're doing this. <laughs> this is some of the wildest shit I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Especially on a lower independent budget. Mm-hmm. He makes Lovecraftian monsters. He does. Like, everything he does is, like, eldritch horror. Yeah, it's cosmic. Yeah. And he does this in his fucking basement with a low budget and pulls it off to the point where it fucking works. It's like he breaks all the rules of like independent horror. Like, yeah. I can't remember if it was John the Doe or Sam Hill I heard recently, or saw recently posted, and it's like the old Robert Rodriguez. It's like, how do you yeah. make a movie? Well, you, you take uh, stock of everything you have and, you know, use that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You write in your own means. And that's the way you always did it in independent yeah. filmmaking. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, like Robert Rodriguez, he made fucking El Desperado. All right, I got a guitar and I got a bus. Yeah. Let me write that into a script. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's the way you do it. Like, okay, I got access to this, this, and this. Let me write a script about that. Yeah. And that's the way, like, you know, we've done it. It's oh, like, yeah. All right, I want to make this movie. What do we got? We got this amount of people. We got access to this house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Brian Paulin don't do that, though. No. Him and, like, James Bell. Yes. Are the two perfect examples who are just like, I want to make this movie and I'm going to manipulate everything around me to make it the way I want it. <laughs> Another person um, I'm going to throw in that conversation is the legendary Fred Vogel with Vogel. August Underground. Yeah. Dustin Mills and his yes. prime as well. Like something like Kill That Bitch and stuff oh like that. Oh my God. Because um, you like look at this movie, like, I would, like this might have been something I would have thought of. Yeah. Like, sure, okay, I'll come up with this movie where this guy tries to bring his wife back, but instead summons a fucking demon. But you're like, I can never pull that I off. I can't pull that off, oh. I ain't got the means to do that. Brian Pollen's like, nah, we're fucking doing that. This fucker, this fucker Ryan Pollen, mm-hmm. is able to do Lovecraftian-type stories. On micro-budgets. On micro-budgets. Fucking Hollywood can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, big-budget movies, like, not, not even Hollywood, like, big-budget, like, independent movies can't pull that off. Yeah. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It is very crazy. And, like, like you look at, like I said, like, you look at this movie, it's like, he's just like, my vision won't be compromised. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to make the movie I want to make. He will not compromise to anything. If it takes... And that's admirable, because, like I said, like, you know, for me, personally, I, you know, I don't, would never call myself a filmmaker. I've, you know, done a few short films. Yeah. And currently writing a short film. Yeah. You know, and I came up with this idea because it's like, okay, we can, I have this, I have access to this, you yeah. know. Yeah. We could shoot this at night, just me and you, mm-hmm. and pull it off. That's the way, you know, forever independent films are yeah. done, because that's the easiest way to do it. But Brian Pollen says, fuck, fuck the rules, I'm doing what I want, and I'm going to do it the way I want to do yeah. it. Yeah, and like it, his movies do take a long time to come out. Like, Septic has been coming out for a long time. But it, ta- it takes time to do this shit. Yeah, but y- you really appreciate when you watch it out. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about Fetus. It's fucking amazing. It it's so good. I know you can pick it up from Massacre. I think. Massacre has it out, and I still think he has his own release as well. Yeah. And Black Lava possibly has a release as well. I'm not sure. They put out a few of his stuff, including yeah. the uh, recently Dead Girl on film. Yeah. Which I picked up, but I haven't watched yet. Yeah, we have not watched it yet. But um, we do plan on it as well as Septic when it does come out. Oh yeah, for sure. We're going to do Brian Paulin again. 
This was such yeah. an easy fucking like the first one I watched was Blood Pigs, and when it was over, I was like, "Fuck shit, I might as well just pop in fetus." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like just watch it back to back to back. It's like it was just so easy to watch these movies. The thing is, like, I I did not do it back to back like that because I was like, I, it's not burning myself out, but I don't want to cram so much in at once. Yeah, because like after watching fetus, I literally hit, I I took it out of the player. I have my Xbox, by the way, because <laughs> I don't have a. But anyway, mom barely works, so. Well, you know. <laughs> and I remember my jaw was dropped. Yeah. And I was fucking walking around like, what the fuck? What yeah. did I just watch? So next up, you want to talk about like fucking taking a, a entire genre and doing something completely oh, unique with it? We have 2010's Blood Pigs, which I don't know if it's a sequel to Bone Sickness necessarily. But I think it does play in like the same realms okay. as Bone Sickness because they're both zombie films. Yeah. Uh, this one is... A, <laughs> I don't even know how to fucking describe the plot of this movie. So you're we're in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. It's not just started. It's been going. It seems like... Well, okay. So what, from what I read and what they say in the movie, it's like 90% of the population has been wiped out the face of the planet due to the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And food sources are scarce. Even for zombies. For zombies as well. To the point where a small group of people have begun to hunt the dead yeah. for their meat. And also this movie has an amazing tagline. When starvation breeds desperation, eat the dead. Yeah. It's fucking so good. <laughs> it's so fucking metal. It is metal. Ron Paul's movies are metal. Oh, that, that, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, so fucking people are starting to hunt zombies for their flesh. Yeah. And eat them. And we have uh, two people... In particular, we have this guy with really long hair who, the whole time I was like, is that a wig? <laughs> <laughs> Did you feel the same way? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, who runs into a guy, and they kind of, you know, become friends and decide to kind of stick together to kind of, you know, safety in numbers kind of thing. Yeah. And he begins to tell the story to this new guy he just met about what happened to him in the past and his group that he was initially with, yeah. a part of. And that's kind of the story. That's what we see the majority of what Blood Pigs is. However, what we begin to learn is that by eating the flesh begins a new mutation yeah. of this zombie strain, which creates these fucking insane zombies with their intestines fucking squirming out of their mouths. And they're like yeah. rabid fucking creatures yeah. who like run instead of, you know, slog around. Yeah. And there's also some screaming that can be heard in the woods at night. And the sound of large footsteps. What that is, that's for you to find out by watching the movie. We don't want to spoil that. <laughs> it's insane. Is when what you it see is. it, though, it's like, a fucking excuse me? <laughs> I'm going to say one thing. And uh, this is just give anyone out there a reason to buy this. Zombie sword fight. Zombie sword fight, yep. There's a scene yeah. where a zombie picks up a sword. Mm-hmm. It begins sword fighting a man. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome. Buy this movie. Buy this movie. Next. No. <laughs> yeah, next. The um, one thing about Blood Pigs that I will say, and you have to bring it up. Yeah. It is the elephant in the room. Frame rate. The frame rate is bad. It's choppy. It's real choppy. Not his fault. Not his fault. There was problems with the transfers from the, the camera they used to the yeah. software they used to edit it. I do wonder if there's a way of fixing that now. I hope so. Hopefully one day we'll get a really cleaned up version of Blood yeah. Pigs. Because it is real choppy, and there comes a point that it hinders the effects. Because there'll be gore scenes going on, and it's real hard to kind of tell what's happening. Yeah, well, for me, it wasn't the gore scenes that were the problem. It was the 
the fighting. Mm-hmm. Each time the like it's real sporadic. The camera's real sporadic. It starts. To, it starts to chop yeah. real bad. Um, but uh, having said that, oh, it doesn't ruin the movie. No, the movie's still really fucking crazy and cool. <laughs> this is like if you combined John Wooflick with the most like crazy of zombie films. It's like a Japanese zombie film. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that, like you know, like a lot of times in, in like Japanese cinema, they'll kind of blend, or even Chinese Hong Kong stuff, yeah. they'll blend genres. Yes, this movie blends genres. It's like a survival film, it's mm-hmm. an action film, and it's a zombie apocalypse film, as well as uh, sci-fi. I would say as well for sure, especially with the finale. Yes, like when you see the what lies in the woods, <laughs> what monstrosity lies in the woods. <laughs> when that, and I ain't gonna spoil. Like I said, we ain't gonna spoil it. When it comes walking out in the one scene, the first time I watched that movie, I was like. Whoa. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's some of the craziest shit I've seen someone, anyone do. And I'll, and one thing I'll so say I is like... that, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's that, just the case, so it's what it is. It's some of the craziest shit I've ever seen anyone do in fucking movies. For sure. It's crazy. It's fucking insane. And like, you know, the, um, the choreography of the sword fight scene ain't bad. No. Like, it's not like the best in the world, but it ain't bad. I mean... We've seen way worse. Oh, for sure. Go watch Alien Beast. You're gonna see bad choreography. <laughs> fucking, I don't want to get into it, but <laughs> it's not time to talk about Alien Beast. That's for another day. That's your uh, ET. And like, you know, I did. I read a review for a negative review. It was like guys and dusters wander wander around the industrial park, and it's like, yeah, there's a bit of that for yeah. sure. It's it's slower. It's a it's a slow burn, but it's more about like what's happening than it is like the action of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's more about like setting the tone of everything and like the hopelessness of this this existence. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, there's a great scene where she's like, you know, what's that meat you're eating? If you don't mind yeah. me asking. She's like, did you actually find an animal? And he's like, well, you won't believe me, but it's actually one of those things out there. <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah. wow, that's fucking cr-. Like, I never would have, like, who would have thought of that? I don't know. The plot of this film was insane. Like, to think about, like, okay, we live in a world where, like, people are eating zombie flesh, and it's causing a digestive mutation. Yeah. That's literally causing the intestines to attack people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the intestines come spewing out of their mouths and attack people. It's crazy shit. And they're, like, vomiting acid and shit, you know? <laughs> Another thing, too, is, like, zombie films are a genre I do not watch very often. Yeah. Because... It's become a genre that's become so fucking stale. Very stale. That it feels like at this point, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. It's always refreshing when you see a really good one. Like, for example, Shattered Dead. Shattered Dead. Shattered Dead is very good. Yep. Blood Pigs is also very fucking good, and it's a very original take on zombies. Yeah. Like, you don't even see... They do. But you don't even see that many zombies. Like, no. This movie's not about the like the zombies that are <laughs> in the world. It's There's about, a reason. It's about yeah, it's exactly. It's about the zombies that are being created. It the zombies are hiding. Yeah. The zombies are hiding. That's why you don't see zombies. Yeah. It's because the zombies are fucking hiding from what lurks in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fucking crazy. It's <laughs> I don't even know how to describe like that's what the thing it is. is like like we're leaving it up to you to go watch to find out. But even if I tried to describe what it was, I don't know if I could do it justice. <laughs> I mean, isn't the title what they're called? Blood pigs. Yeah, I assumed that's what it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's fucking. It's such a crazy movie, man. Like, 
I don't know. Like Brian Paulin just has a, like again the tone and the atmosphere. Yeah. Like this movie feels hopeless and bleak. It uh, it feels like, like honestly, like I've, we've talked about zombie apocalypse stuff before. It's like I, I've heard people like like people who've like watched Walking Dead and they're like, oh, I love being a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, no, I would fucking off myself. Yeah. And here's why. And this is why. <laughs> yeah. This movie is why. Because like even uh, the zombies don't have food to eat. Mm-hmm. And there's the great scene where, like, there's these people in, like, gas masks that are, like, going oh house God. to house. Yeah. With zombies, like, attached to, like, chains. Dude. And they, like, send them in to attack. It's so bad. While they raid their fucking shit. And it's like, that it, shit that was done in The Walking Dead, but done way before oh, The Walking yeah. Dead. This is 2010? <laughs> yeah. When, 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 when did Walking Dead start? I don't even remember, but it was after that. Yeah, I think, I think, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. 2013, 2014, something like that? This, okay, this is some Resident Evil type shit. There it really you know. is, yeah. Silent, it's like Silent Hill meets Resident Evil in a uh, f- fucked up. And it's like not yeah. And it's like not only are people eating zombies, but zombies are eating zombies, which causes the mutations. Yeah, <laughs> and which it's is not good. It's fucking crazy. Like it's such a unique take. Thought I saw something. Oh, <laughs> it's such a unique take on zombies that I've never seen before. And like, that's it, what Brian Pollen does better than a lot of independent filmmakers. Is like he brings originality to yeah, the genre for sure. You know, it's kind of like you know we talked about like deviant or. Yeah. Uh, the degenerates for pseudo snuff. It kind of takes that genre and does things with it that yeah. haven't been done, or a different take on it, a different way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. that's what Ryan Paul does did and do, did with the zombie genre. Yeah, you know, even in 2010, it was already a tired genre. Oh yeah, you know, it'd been done and done to death. But the thing is, like, what I love about Paul's movies too is he wears his influences on his sleeve, but he also keeps that sleeve covered for sure. Like, when he tells you what his influences are, you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. You know? Oh, that makes all the sense in the world. Exactly. Like, when he's like, oh, the killer. Yeah. For Blood Pigs. It's like, oh, shit, yeah, that makes sense. The choreography and the fights and yeah. stuff like that, for sure. Well, that's like, you're talking about the sword fighting earlier, right? Mm. Like, <laughs> it looks like they know what they're doing with the swords. Yeah. <laughs> Which is way different than a lot of movies I've seen. For sure. Um, I don't know, man. Blood Pigs is so fucking good. I... <laughs> I again. What's weird though is like I I do really really like this movie, but it's not even my favorite one. No, my favorite one's coming up. What do you think we should just go ahead and get into it? You think we should just get? How how are we on time? Because I don't I don't want this segment about movies being really short though. We're hitting thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah, we're doing good. Okay. We got this. We got this by the balls, man. Okay. I, I just want to make I just want to make sure we're giving them. Movies. I mean, I think we're putting them over pretty hard. Well, yeah, uh, no, fair <laughs> enough. But I just want to make sure we're giving them the justice they deserve, for sure. Um, and Paulin, the just the respect he deserves. Yeah, because some spec on his name, and he fucking deserves it. Yeah, he does. But uh, 2013, we have Cryptic Plasm. I don't even know where to fucking begin with the plot of this one. Okay, so <laughs> I'll try to explain it. Go I for guess. it. Um, we, you have this dude. This dude, name. you got two dudes, two dudes, who are filming paranormal. They're trying to find paranormal stuff out in the wild. They're aspiring of uh, TV paranormal investigators. Yes, and they bring footage in that uh, our our lead guy. I'd, I'd say he's the lead yeah, guy. The, lead. But the ending kind of it changes a bit perspective of yeah. who we follow for sure. But he gets a gig mm-hmm. for filming some stuff 
for this for for the TV for a TV show by filming a lake monster. <laughs> yeah, by filming a lake monster, and then they decide to go to an abandoned. Yeah, they they catch wind of an abandoned town that nobody knows what happened. Although we see at the very beginning of the film what fucking happened. What fucking happened? Well, sort of. Yeah, you have a estimate of what might have happened. It's almost like the Black Hole Sun music video. <laughs> like these clouds just roll over this town, and all of a sudden, lightning strikes, and people just start melting. One thing I will say, Brian Pollen loves tendrils. He loves tentacles. They're, it's it's wild. And it's cool, because you don't see that a lot on the independent no. scene. You know what I mean? He does it well. Yeah, the tentacles are fucking cool. Especially when they're like... like is it this one or Blood Pigs, where like, they like wrap around people's faces and like crush... Oh god, I think that I think that's I think that's blood pigs. Yeah, like they'll like wrap oh, around people's fuck. head and like <laughs> like crush them and stuff like that. Yeah, blood pigs and then, also like the fucking tentacles will start going inside of them. Yeah, and shit like that. Blood pigs also has the double decapitation, as I say, <laughs> where it's like chop top your fucking head off, it's chop the then, middle of your head off. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you, you got layers of decapitation in that shit. It's, it's like so fucking good. Wow. And then okay, back to cryptic plasma. Anyway, you know what? Somebody didn't bring up. Like, hold on, sorry. Okay. Fetus. Yeah. There's a scene in Fetus where he kills somebody by their face exploding and him sticking his thumbs down their windpop. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, how did we not talk about that? I don't that? know why we didn't talk about that. It's so fucking crazy. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like, they're like, he's like sticking his thumb down the windpop to keep him to fucking stop breathing. Oh, it's so fucked up. It's so fucked up, man. Oh, God. I, I ain't going to lie. To I just thought about it right there when he was talking about tendrils for some reason. When I was watching, I did get flashbacks to like some gore clips on the on the internet. I was right? Like, no, <laughs> the gurgling was. was rough. I hate it. I fucking hate it. That's just Paulin's great sound design. Though. Yeah. Anyway, back back to Cryptic Plasm. Cryptic Plasm. <laughs> uh, they go to the abandoned town, and then weird shit starts fucking happening. Yeah. Once. The, well, weird shit's already happening because they're already filming paranormal shit. Yeah, they've already, already. We already like, live. Exi- we already exist in a world where this shit is real. Yeah. They established that early on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they go to this town, and, like, immediately when they go to the town, fucking something ain't right. Yeah. It's he, worse than any other place they've been. Our lead is filming stuff, and all of a sudden he starts seeing himself. Yeah. We start to get this idea that this place is, like, a wormhole. Yeah. Like, it, like it's a, a gateway to another dimension. Which, again, to come up with that concept yeah. on the independent level is in fucking sane. And that's one of those things. Was like you're like, oh, that'd be a great idea for a movie. Too bad I'll never get to do it. <laughs> yeah, Paulin's like, as I said, he's like, fuck that, I'm doing. Yeah, it. I'm pulling it off. I know what I'm doing. And he does it well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they go back and like ever since they come back, they just start noticing something is off. Yeah, they don't feel right. Things are off. And then it turns out that the person who hired them may not be who he says he is as well. He's a shady fucker. He's very shady. <laughs> and it turns out that. By going there, they have opened this wormhole and allowed it to escape. And from there, oh my fucking god. Huh. Talk about Lovecraftian horror. There's also an exorcism <laughs> in this fucking There is thing. an exorcism in this one. I almost forgot about that. Dude, it's insane. Tentacles would be galore in that one. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that she uses tentacles too. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. I love tentacles as well, so I'm all for it. They're just creepy. John loves tentacles. Confirmed. Uh-oh. <laughs> They're just creepy, man. It, yeah. Sliming all about ripping people apart. Also, another thing is the slime in this slime. movie. There's a lot of slime. Yeah, so they go to that exorcism, and they're just like, well, that was fucked. Well, because the, the fucking, the uh, the person who's having the exorcism done to him kills the priest. Or yeah. the person conducting it. I yeah. Don't, they, say it's, they say it's not Christianity, so I don't know what you would call. Yeah. So know. they like, 
they kind of start to uh, come to the conclusion that this isn't fun no more. <laughs> not just that, but like going to that town has led them to this. Yeah. Like whatever happened there is why that happened. Yes. And why the next thing happens, and why the next thing happens, and why the next thing happens. Synchronicity type thing. Yes. It plays on a lot of paranormal belief. And incorporates a lot of it too. Like there's a moment where someone like has their arms like through the wall and stuff like that, like in oh, like the Philadelphia experiment. Yes. Which that's towards the end, right? Oh yeah. This yeah. is the of the three movies, this is by far the craziest fucking ending. Dude, I don't even know how the fuck you do this. Like there is a point where a creature comes out of a tree. Yeah. Bites this guy in half. And yanks him up into the tree. No, no, he doesn't even bite him in half. He swallows him in half. He just picks up his fucking whole body. Yeah. And, and drags like, him to the tree line. Sucks him into the trees. Oh, how did he do that? <laughs> it comes out of nowhere and you're like, what the fuck, what the fuck also, happened? Keep in mind, none of this shit is CGI either. No. He has stated that he wants to stay away from that. Yeah, I think he's used it in one movie. Which I think is this one. I think he used some in Fetus. Oh, did he? Yeah. There's a scene where someone, like, shoots a vagina. Ah. And he did the blood in post because he was like, at the time he didn't think about doing the blood, and then he was like, eh. Oh, I well. kind of like some blood there. I did not notice that, so. <sighs> I got stretch. Hang on. Oh, you're fine. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. So, yeah. A fucking tree monster. A giant tree. A giant monster. Like, it's like a snake monster in a tree. Pulls a guy up into the tree line and eats him. And it's like. What the fuck? That happened. And, like, people will get ripped apart and, like, the blood flows upwards. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be so hard to talk about this one and not talk about the ending, though. I mean, essentially what happens is, like I said, they've, by going to that town, they... They fucked up. They fucked up. They let this wormhole open and let it follow them back. Yeah. And it just destroys everybody. <laughs> and it leaves you with another ending that's like hopeless oh yeah super bleak super dark cause the only thing you can imagine is like what happened to that the poor bastard at the end of this movie <laughs> is gonna happen to the rest of the world <laughs> and it's like this whole ideal of like you know another dimension where there's another you yeah that isn't quite the same like there's the one where Brian Pollen's there and like it crawls out oh the wormhole and like it talks but when it talks it's mouth don't move yes <laughs> and that's just like it's super unnerving and creepy also when he crossed the wall, right? Yeah. he cr- That's already creepy enough. Opens his mouth and blood shoots out and it goes upwards. Upwards, yeah. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And like, and all that shit was like, I guess, shot upside down. It has to be, right? Which is like, I, I can't wrap my brain around how to pull that off. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, there, you know, it's like, it's not as hard as I'm making it out of my head, but it just seems like it would be super difficult to like, yes. keep everything looking natural. <laughs> It looks so natural because it doesn't look like he's upside down, but I'm no. assuming that's how they did it. I kept trying to find it out, like, like where's like the, the floor at? How are they yeah. pulling this off? And I could not figure it out. It's always like like in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, the rotating room. Yeah, oh, yeah, that scene always fucks up my head. Yeah, I don't know how they did that because they got the guy in the corner, like you can always see him. Yeah, but she's on the roof, so it's like how they fucking pull that? It's because he was strapped into an upside down room. Yeah, clever. But yes, <laughs> um, but back to cryptoplasm. Like, you know, there's fucking all kinds of, like, interdimensional creatures. What's like with that town? It's fucked. Serpents. And this movie legitimately scared the fuck out of me. It's a fucking intense, crazy movie. And yeah, it's like, Paula knows how to do jump scares and do them, do them well. And not just that, but, like, just like I said, his tone. Yes. Like, the tone of his films is unlike anything else I've ever seen. 
And this film in particular, like, you can see, like, leaps and bounds of him as a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. Because, like, the sets and the trees that he creates. And, oh, like, it looks so good. The lighting and stuff like that that he made. Like, there's times where you're watching it, you don't realize that you're in just in a garage. Yeah. But that's where you're at. You're just in a garage. The only time that I was, like, the, the, the time when I realized it, when we first watched it, it was like, this is not actually outside. Well, it couldn't be. Well, the reason why I figured out is because the audio was so clean. Yeah. I was like... There's no way you get audio that clean. In the, in the woods at night? Yeah, there's no way. Not just that, but like to be able to light things the way he does with like the blues and the reds. Yeah. And like the add the fog and stuff like that. You couldn't pull that off at night outside. For it's real. so impressive. Yeah. But like it tricks you. Like you're like, like I said, like you're watching it, it doesn't feel like a tight space. It feels vast. Yeah, it feels like a forest. Yeah, it feels like a real forest. But last, it's just, a, just some limbs in a garage. <laughs> also, one thing I, I will say too, like this is a little bit off topic of the movie. Go follow this man on Instagram. Yeah. Or uh, whatever platform. they have. Does he have a Facebook? Yeah, he's got Facebook. Because you showed me a picture. Oh, from uh, the Bathamuth thing he's making? And the, you said it was a was for a short film? For a short film. And it's like a fucking like eight foot tall creature of some sort. Some kind of goat demon thing. He's made a goat demon. Mm-hmm. For a short movie. Well, you saw a, a short, short film, film in Symbolicus. Yeah, he goes fucking ape shit with that one. Down, and fucking snake monster comes out. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck me. Here's this. <laughs> oh, never mind me. Here's a snake monster. <laughs> never, never mind this shit. Here's a snake monster. Oh, we got some fourth wall breaking, too. Yeah. Let's just experiment with film as well as here comes a fucking snake monster to, to write people's shit. Snake monster. It's insane. That, that's the thing. It's like, you He's know. He's a mad lad. He is crazy. I, I fucking whole humbly respect everything he does. Oh, like, yeah. It, like, it's not just his gore. His gore is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. But, like, his creature effects. Are so cool. And his, cool. like, set designs and everything else is just as fucking cool. Like, if people don't know about this man, they need to get educated. I mean, it seems like we're verbally sucking his film's dicks, but it's because they're fucking awesome. They're, <laughs> they kick fucking ass. You won't experience anything else like them. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, Mm-mm. once it's happening and once you're watching it, you're just going to, you're fucking enthralled. Yeah. Especially this one, because this one is a slow burn. It, this is the slowest burn of the three. He likes yes. to do the slow burn with a big payoff, but this is the, the definition of it. Like, it takes a long time before you get gore. Yeah. You know, you see some monsters, and you see some creatures, and things like that. Little hints at gore at the very beginning, of course. Yeah. You know, of what's things to come. But the middle part is very much a build. Yeah. But when you hit that payoff... Holy fuck. It's so fucking worth it. Like, I remember us watching it, and like when it got to the part where like all hell breaks loose, literally, yeah. I just started watching you because I wanted to see your reaction to everything that was happening. Hey, what was my reaction? You're just like, "What the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> oh I, my god!" <laughs> I remember seeing him crawl through the fucking wall as this like, like negative version of himself, and then spewing blood up into the air, and then yeah. fucking. Speaking and not using his fucking mouth. And I was like, what the fuck is this? The one guy ripping out of his skin? Yeah! (laughs) Hellraiser-ish. Yeah. (laughs) Like, honestly, when we popped this in, I was not expecting that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, independent horror, like, as much as I do love independent horror, like, there isn't really any movies that do this. No. I mean, there's great gore films. Like, I would say uh, James Bell films are great gore films. Yeah. There's great gore and stuff like Barf Bunny. Oh, yeah. You know? There's, you know, Fred Vogel stuff. But, like, it's just the scale of everything. Brian Paul's movies feel vast. Yeah. You know, they feel apocalyptic. It feels like it was made on a gigantic budget. Mm-hmm. With, like, what he's able to pull off. 
It's like fetus is the smallest of them. Yeah. You know, I almost feel wrong saying pull off. Because he just nails it? Yeah, because he, he fucking nails it every time. Every time. Like, I can't wait for Septic. Yeah. I think Septic's going to be fucking awesome. The trailer's insane. Yeah. <laughs> trailer's already insane. Yeah. And, like, he has a short film out, Morbid Tales, which is, like, three, his three uh, earliest short films. Yeah. And the short films are bad. I won't lie to you. He says that. Yeah, he says that. But the wraparound is, like, there's tree monsters and tentacles and fucking demons fuck? and, like, succubuses and, like, all kinds of crazy shit. And gore galore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, just don't know, I, I just don't know what to say except for thank you, Brian Pollan, yeah. for making these movies because holy shit. And you can get them. Insane. He has an eBay yeah. where he sells his stuff. I highly recommend grabbing everything. Yeah. Grabbing everything Brian Pollan you can grab. Oh, yeah. I have. I mean, I've got bone sickness. i got dead girl on camera, cryptic plasm, fetus, I'm bone sickness. I'm going to. Uh, Blood pigs. I can't wait for Septic to come out. Yeah, you know anything he does, I'm I, he's earned my res- my respect wholeheartedly. You know what I mean? Like I'm always gonna buy and support Brian Paulin 110. percent And also for all the the sick fucks out there listening, Septic seems like it's gonna be fucking rough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the plot of that movie is already like extreme as fuck. It's pretty fucked up. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I think my favorite is Cryptic Plasm as well. Yeah. Just because it's so fucking insane and, like, the plot's crazy. But, oh, like, I love this movie. if you're looking for the most extreme, it's Fetus. Yeah. Fetus is fucked up. Yes. Fetus is real fucked up. But, but all these movies are so good that sitting here talking about them, I'm like, you want to watch them? <laughs> you get them, <laughs> you watch them again? But the, you, you have to go to bed. Work, unfortunately. But it's like, I could pop in Fetus again right now and watch it. Oh, yeah. It's so fucked I remember when I got that DVD, dude, I watched it like five, six times. I can't. I want to watch. Fucking, every- I want to show everybody. Like as yeah. soon as I got, I was like, "You gotta fucking see this movie. You gotta see the movie where he fucking licks this thing's eyes because they're dry." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't, we didn't even talk about that. But I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the only thing that's that's a drag about doing this episode is not being able to talk about the endings of these movies. I mean, I think we've done well though, to talk yes. about them without going so far. I mean, here's the thing: everybody dies. Everything mm. is gorier and fuck. Yeah, but the way it happens, I want people to be able to experience that. Yeah, with a uh, as little knowledge as possible. Yeah, because like I knew nothing about cryptic plasm except for you're like, huh, this is gonna be wild. Yeah, you're in for it. Yeah, I was like, like almost like when you, when you said that, I almost had it to be a challenge. I'm like, huh, well, we'll let's see. see. Yeah, and then it happens, and you're like. Okay. Well, I remember the first time I watched Cryptic Plasm, like, I was into it, but I was kind of like, this is kind of slow. Like, I'm yeah. kind of surprised because I'd seen Fetus and Bone Sickness. Yeah. You know, I was sitting there watching, I was like, but I remember Mr. Parker being like, you know, this is a great movie. It's super gory and legit scary. Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm willing to go along this journey, but it is kind of slow. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of dragging. And then the ending happened. I'm like, nope, he was 100% right. Yep. <laughs> it's so worth it. So worth it. Like,. And it's like, you know, his movies are scary in a completely different way. Like, we talked to John the Doe recently, you know, the degenerates. It's scary in the, human, in the sense of what humans will do to other humans. But what I was going to say is, like, what I love about Brian Paul and stuff is similar to, like, what I liked about Bart Bunny and, and the degenerates. Where it was like, when I pushed play, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. You know, when we pushed play, we were like, ah, you know. Yeah, I, I remember we almost didn't watch the degenerates together. Yeah, because we didn't know. We didn't know how far it was going to go. Yeah, which is awesome. I love that feeling. Yeah. You know, and that's like Brian Pollen. Mm-hmm. Like, when you push play, you're like, how crazy is this one going to get? It's Can it top the last one? And somehow he pulls it off every single time. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He's always able to, like, outdo himself in the gore department. And, like, 
you can go, go subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. Yeah, for sure. Because like, and go watch the trailer Deceptic. Yeah. Because this shit looks like it's going to be fucking sick. Yeah, I can't wait for it. It's been in the making for a long fucking time. Which, uh, in the back of my mind, I can't help but think like, what's going to happen? Yeah. But so was everything else. I mean, you look at the, the gaps in between the films oh, yeah. here. What, 2003, 2008, 2010? It's uh, 2008, 2010, 2013. Okay, so still quite a bit of time in between yes. everything, you know? Well, this one actually said 2015. Really? For Cryptoplasm? Well, on the uh, the DVD. Mm. Well, well, it probably was made in 2013. Yeah. Probably didn't come out until 2015. Okay, fair enough. Because it takes time, you know? Oh, yeah. His stuff takes a lot of time. But he's able to do so much. Yeah. And I don't, it, it does feel like we are like verbally just blowing him at this point. But he deserves it. But he deserves it. Yeah. Every single bit of it. Yeah. He's incredible. He is incredible. And, like, he'll do little techniques that you just don't see other people in the independent films do. But I would love to see more people, too, do it. Because, like, once he starts talking about it, you're like, oh, shit, yeah. Like, also, I don't know if if he would be open to do this. But I think more people should reach out to him about doing effects just, with him. Just effects? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like that would benefit so many people's movies. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like James Bell. You know, yeah. Now that James Bell's kind of, like, offered his, like... Effects. services yeah. to people like you know it's only elevated the independent scene oh yeah because he's such a good effects artist in his own right and not you know doesn't seem to be overly expensive no and he makes good shit and like you know the degen- you know, again the degeners we keep coming back to it yeah you know that body looks so fucking good it looks it's crazy looking so it's like you know Brian Paul I think could be the same way but you know maybe it's one of those things where it's just like I do this for my work I do this for myself yeah and like that would be you know Understandable. Stressful kind of thing. You know? Oh, yeah. But it's also understandable if you just want to do your stuff for your work. Yeah. Yeah. And I, told, I wholeheartedly understand it. For sure. Because yeah. to put all the money into someone else's project when you probably could take money and time to do your own. Yeah. And it's probably it. stressful as well because, you know, it's going to be a lot different. Yeah. Doing someone else's project opposed to your own project. Yeah. So maybe that's more, that's part of it too. You know, it's hard to say also he lives in Maine. Travel yeah. and stuff maybe hard. Oh yeah. So there, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't he, know. I'm. I'm gonna say I think he's one of the independent masters of gore for sure. He, he's, or just effects. And he's been around a long time too. So you know, he's a mastro I, of the independent scene. I don't think I'm wrong in saying I'd put his his effects work and whatnot up there with like Marcus Cook, Fred Vogel, yeah, Jeremy Cruz, and yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd agree. I, I, his I don't is think more I'm, splattery. Yes. Yeah, he's very influenced by, like you said, like Olaf Inbog, Andre oh, yeah. the guinea pig films, things like that. Yeah. But yeah. Something with James Bell. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I don't I don't know what else to say. It's kind of crazy because like, we're talking about him as though he's like this new up and coming. He's not. This dude's been around. He's been doing this shit. He's been grinding. Grinding. Grind. 24-7 grind. Grind. <laughs> Cause like he's up, you know, he's been there with like Fred Vogel and oh yeah, uh, the fucking uh, Jim Van Babber and you know these guys. Yeah, Nick Palumbo. But, yeah, even though I don't like Nick Palumbo, but it's true, you know. Yeah, I I just don't know if he's gotten the the credit he deserves. Not yet, I don't think. And I hope he gets it as soon as possible. It does seem to grow, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like being featured in Symbolic is hoping people watch that and we're like, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah, holy shit, you know what I mean. His his, mo- his movies are the definition of, like, what metal lyrics are. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't it, know. It's, a, it's a death album come to life. It really is, yeah. It's too mold. You're too mold. <laughs> it's extraterrestrial, interdimensional fucking terror. It's crazy. 
But I feel like I've said the word crazy a hundred times. But it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're crazy. The fucking movies are crazy. I adore this man's work. Yeah. Hopefully, if one person buys this shit from listening to us, that would be great. Because oh yeah, he deserves it. He absolutely. And you're going to fucking enjoy it. So yeah, I mean, you hear us like in the wrestling terminology, wrestling terminology, marking out for it. Yeah, we're putting it over. <laughs> yeah, we're giving it the, the old Iggy. We're giving it the <laughs> rub. Giving the rub. Then I, I feel like you all will too. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't know this, this shit. Like again, we watched Cryptic Plasma, as I said, and was like. Yeah, we're doing this guys' movies as soon as fucking possible. Yep, and like I said, this was one of the easiest uh, preps in a long time. Yeah, because for some reason the prep for the Wars Hell episode was hard. Uh, the movies were just long. They're long. That's another thing too. His movies are not very long either. Nah, they come in, they get the job done, and they go it out. <laughs> yeah, like I saw, uh, it was in a list, right? Like some of his movies, and it was like it was like some like awesome movies under ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he gets in, he hits you with some fucked up shit. Have you has you questioned your whole life that led up to watching this at this point? Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. Yep. And he's off to make another one. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but yeah, like the War's Hell episode was was a tough prep. Yeah. Just because the length of the, the of the movies and like work and everything, life yeah. and all that shit getting in the way of stuff. Then. You know, the shit porn episode was hard. Yeah. I was, <laughs> that was not necessarily an enjoyable prep, but a super fun fucking episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, man. The hardest prep probably ever. since. The hardest prep since the Satan episode we did. Yeah. And I don't think it was. Like, here's the thing. It's like, I think we keep saying, like, oh, the movie's fucking. Fuck those movies. Fuck those movies. I really think Birdemic and Manos are fun movies. Yeah. I really do. But the bulk took so much out of me. Yeah. That I didn't want to fucking do the episode anymore. No. After we watched the bulk, I was done. I remember, like, if I wasn't, you told you told me when we were watching it, you were like, if you weren't in here watching this with me, then I would have canceled this fucking episode. Yeah. And we were going to do something else. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, I mean, I feel like I would have fucking potentially turned it off, too, if I was, if I was uh, watching this by myself. Yeah. That's the thing is, like, like, I, like, Manos, I think, is a really fun movie. Yes. I really love Manos. Birdemic with a rotten group of people, super fun movie. Yeah, bulk is so bad that it like it ruined that whole entire prep for me. It om- it almost took me out of watching movies in general. <laughs> I almost didn't want to watch anything. Then we watched these, and I was like, yeah. And like I said, like the first one I watched was Blood Pig because it had been the longest since yeah. I'd seen it. And when it was over, I was just like, fuck, I just want to keep going. Like, these are yeah. great. These movies are so fucking great. They're so good, yeah. Mm, so I mean, I know we. It feels like the entire episode is just. <laughs> they're awesome. They're great. They're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they're gory. They're but, cool. But it's just what it is. It is what it is, man. They're just good. They're great fucking movies. He's a master. He's an independent master of horror. Yeah. And uh, you know, he deserves more cred. He deserves his flowers, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves his flowers. Yep. So. I think that's gonna be all for Brian Pollen. I think so, yeah. Great fucking movies, great fucking, seems like a great fucking guy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. We talked to him a little bit recently. Hit him up. Hit him up. Hit him up. Get his shit. Yeah. Can't wait for Septic. Mm Mm-hmm. Stoked that Black Lava put out his uh, earlier film that was hard to get, Dead Girl on Film. Yeah. I believe At Dawn, They Sleep is available on eBay. I'm probably going to grab that next time I get paid. Yeah. And then I think I'll have pretty much everything. And whenever Septic comes out, I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he does. He's just one of those guys that's weird because it's like, I've owned his stuff for so long. 
Yeah. But I kind of just forget how good his shit is until I rewatch it. Yeah. You know, it's like it sits on the shelf and sits on the shelf, and then I pop it in one day, and I'm like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was fucking dope. Yeah, it is. That's a good way to put it. It's fucking dope. <laughs> so, uh, what's next? What the fuck are we doing next? You know what we're doing next. Do I? Yeah. Do I? It's February. Critter River Brewery? No, no, we're not doing critters. <laughs> not doing fucking critters. No, Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Is that the next episode? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. This is awesome. I'm I'm proud of this episode. You, you came up with this idea all by yourself. I sure the fuck did. So... It's Valentine's Day. Well, it, it, it'll be two days before Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> but it's <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> but it's Valentine's God damn it. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, you know. I'm getting tired. <laughs> love is in the air. Love is in the air. And I'll, I, I hate love. That's okay. But we're doing movies that... We do love. My love life is abysmal, and I can't wait to talk about it on the next episode. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, we we will be doing Unmasked Part 25. Yes. Tammy and the T-Rex. Yes. And Psychos in Love. love. Yeah, this episode was last last minute in the throw it in. Yeah, because we kind of forgot that it was like, oh, yeah. shit, Valentine's Day is coming. Yeah. Down. But I will say when we come back after next episode, we will be hitting another heavy hitter, but a more recent heavy hitter. Yeah. Get dark again. Don't worry. Yeah. We're going to get into the fucked up shit. But and I will say... We're, we're, we're dipping a foot into the weird territory. <laughs> uh, We mean the weird territory. Oh, for, for the love is in the air. Oh, yeah. All we, those movies are fucking weird. They're very weird. <laughs> but I will say when we come back after that episode... Might, might be time to, like, as Mr. Parker says on his show, get your pervert card out. Yeah! I love the pervert card. Um, I mean, get your pervert card and your probably, probably a little uncomfortable seats ready. I want Mr. Parker to, uh, you know how, like, Game Changer on their Patreon gave the shot callers card? Yeah. On his Patreon, like, you get a pervert <laughs> card. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be fucking dope, wouldn't it? It'd be perfect. It has just a mustache on yeah, it. Yeah, just the pervert card. I, I'd be oh, a, oh, boy, 3 a.m. Boy, 3 a.m. <laughs> I'd be a card carrier, pervert card carrier. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, love is in the air. Yes. My love, love. Well, we'll get into that. No, no we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> this next episode is going to be like a therapy set. No. No, we're going to be talking about fucking movies and answering questions. What's up with that off air? Because <laughs> mine ain't any better, okay? I can't wait, though. I genuinely love these three movies. Uh, I need to, I'm happy to rewatch Tame and the T-Rex because I was not in the mood for some shit all over it and the Gandy Snatchers. I, think I we're was both fucking great. Like, it was so funny. Like we I all, was in such a fucking bad mood that day. Like, we watched Candy Snatchers finish, and I was like, fuck, that was so good. Four stars, and I went and looked at your guys' letterboxes, like, three, two and a half, and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Did we watch the same movie? I was mad that day, man. <laughs> I don't know. I was in a bad mood. And then Damon T-Rex, at the end of it, I was like, this is fucking dope. And you're like, stupid. I was like, oh my god. Well, it's I love this stupid. movie. <laughs> And almost 25, we did not give it the... No, but I liked what I saw of it. Yeah. But it was one of those situations where we were hanging out and talking. Yep. And uh, a friend came over and we decided to hang out. So I still liked what I saw of it. Though, yeah, it so. looked... It's wild. So I can't wait. I think this is going to be a really fun episode. And Psycho's yeah, in Love. Yeah. Oh. oh, we watched oh, that. I think I we watched it. that movie last year around... Uh, yeah. Psycho's in Love so fucking good. Because I remember for a while it was like, oh, we got to watch My Bloody Valentine because of Valentine's Day. You're like, now nah, bump that. 
psychos in love. And, I, and we watched it, I was like, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> I hate grapes. Peeled. <laughs> <laughs> Peeled and unpeeled. That reminds me so much of the uh, Three Stooges skit, the Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. Yeah. And, you sets know, them off. We bring him up a lot, but Mr. Parker, I have to give him complete credit for uh, introducing that movie to me. Yeah. He reviewed it a long time ago, and it was always one I was like, man, I really want to see that movie. Yeah. And then Vinegar Syndrome put it out, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I finally get to see Psychos in Love. Oh my god, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the episodes we got planned. Yeah, I think we got some cool we shit have, in the air. We have, do what? In the air. In the air. In the air. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Or for Valentine's Day. I can feel it come. <laughs> I'm Matt. <laughs> you can't just do that. You gotta fucking do the whole thing. I would do the thing. <laughs> you, you just, you just, we want to thank everybody for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, send us listener questions. Keep them coming. We love it. You guys are the fucking best. But <laughs> we'll see you all two weeks. This fell apart. <laughs> oh no, it's my best now. Thank you guys. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I'm John. Not bad. And you've been listening to the podcast <laughs> dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick, Sick on, on cinema. cinema. Come. Cinema. Come. No, no. <laughs> <laughs>